You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Hello Sport Podcast, home of unqualified opinion and unwavering bias, brought to you again this week by our good friends at baggycaps.com.au, home of the famous Hello Sport Baggy Green. As I said, back for another week. Another week of rugby league, another week of global sport, another week of increasing coronavirus positive cases returned in the Ruby Princess of Australia, Victoria. Um, and joining me as always to, to sift through the murky, muddy gunk of the, the sporting week that was... Eddie, shirt tucked in. You look like you're cutting weight for yeah. an event. Yeah. Trackies, t-shirt, hat, yeah. shirt tucked in, runners, socks pulled up. It's a dream. It's a dream. Donned, or, you know, it's uh, it all comes together with the corduroy blue hat at the top, Tom. Yep. It's a dream. For those of you that have one, you understand what I'm talking about. For those that don't, stiff shit. Tough, tough titties. Tough titties. It means that you got to dig deep when we release our next item, which... I'm not Who even knows? sure. I feel like you've just gone on some weird. I actually have no idea what you're talking about. I was talking about you cutting weight, and now you're saying it's a dream. What's a dream? My hat. Oh, the hat's a dream. The hat's a dream. Okay, and the next so. item that we release <laughs> will also be a dream. Okay. That's what I'm saying. But yeah, you're sure. right, Tom. Big week of sport. <laughs> big week of corona, <laughs> coronavirus cases. Uh, big weekend ish for me. Big Friday. You called me Friday. Me and yeah, Steph I did. I did call you on Friday. Yeah. So it was a huge... And but I was... called you because we had good news. We had good that news. That we're not sharing. No, no. What do you we're mean sharing? we're not sharing? Well, just the fact that... Didn't want to jinx it. Though. No, you didn't want to jinx it, but that's fine. You mm. did call me. We had some good news. Mm. You were flogged at 10.30. It was 10.30 and you were absolutely mauled. Well, coronavirus, Tom, has meant that venues do weird things with their seatings. Like... We had to be seated for dinner at five. That's an early start. Oh, that's an early dinner. Yeah, that's, that's an, an early. It was a five. It was yeah, it was afternoon tea. It was five to eight, which is like okay. You got to get your fill in quick. Yeah. I had a couple of beers before that at work because I knew I had the dinner at at five. I didn't want to go sober like no. a limp bloody biscuit, like no. a, a soggy arrow at Tom. <laughs> Didn't, a soggy sayer. No, I didn't want to go like a soggy sayer. So I had a couple at work. But so that by the time at ten o'clock rolls around, you cooked full to the brim. Yeah. Which is what you got. I got me and Steph got that on the way home. Mm. We went to. I, a, th- I thought it was a bit of fun though. We had a bit of fun on the phone. Didn't it was, we no, it was fantastic. Yeah. There, there was uh, by no means was fun not had. Mm. Uh, me and Steph obviously doing the the parental dance where we had to leave an event early on a Friday night. Had my sister shout out to Bonnie babysitting little Evie, baby of the podcast, Evie Rose. How are you? So then we're driving home early, ten thirty. Mm. Yep. Eddie calls me in absolute hysterics. <laughs> And, I mean, I can't blame him. Yes, we are in touch with Jake and Tom Trebojevich. Are we in a group with them on Instagram, going back and forth, jabber joint? Shooting the shit. Shooting the shit. We mm. offered him our hammies. Tommy, obviously, not Jake. Jake's hammies are as solid as a rock. Tommy's, Tommy's gleefully accepted the hammies. They've said they'll come on the podcast post-season, obviously, after we win the grand final. Eddie and Tommy's hammies are back at full strength. Mm. But that was why you called me... Yeah, I was I was over the moon. Tom. Jubilant. I was jubilant. I was over the moon. I'd had a gut full. I'd I'd moved on to rums at that point. Well, a half a half coke. Of course, of course, it was a half coke, Tom. You know how I do my rums. Well, now, I mate. hope so. And they were delicious. So when I saw that, it just it took me aback. Yeah. I was like, "What is going on here? Hang on, is that Tom Dravoyevich? Oh, it is. Oh, is that Jake? Oh, yeah, it is. Is Luke in there as well? You yeah. better believe it. I'm wondering where Ben is because Ben's the third player. Luke's the fourth brother, if yeah, that makes sense. It does. 
but a brother nonetheless. What do you mean? If this, but you're, but you're right, Ben. Luke's one of us. Yeah, yeah. But Ben missing. Ben missing. Ben reach out. Ben reach out. It'd be good to just for us all to be in there. The the whole family in the one group. All six of us (laughs) in there together. All the brothers hanging out. Brothers. Yeah. TFU members. Everyone hanging out. Everyone having a great time. But look, it was terrific. So obviously, Tom and I, big manly fans, you can imagine how excited we are about being in that group chat. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's a it's illustrious company and it's mm. an elite group chat. Greatness recognises greatness. Uh, so we appreciate the recognition. That's it. But boys, big fans of the podcast now. We've yeah. been led to believe their words not ours. No, their words not ours. Their words not ours. Love, loving the podcast. Loving the podcast. Thanks for listening. You're all terrific. Yeah. Shout out to D or Dave even in there. Despite him being a Melbourne fan. Yeah. And despite you not being in it. Yes. But no, I'm saying that was sort of saying shout out to him. Obviously we're not getting him in. <laughs> yeah, we you can just listen to it. Yeah, yeah. No, Dave's no Dave's not allowed in, of course, no. but there's a recognition that he exists. He's allowed in the room when we do the podcast. Sure. But he's not allowed in the group with other goats. No. Like if he if he starts asking questions, we're like, pipe down, Dave. Shush. <laughs> Dave, You're wrecking how it. How are you, Dave? I'm great. I'll start my own group with some Storm fans and we'll <laughs> yeah. see how you like Boring. Yeah, boo. That sounds scat. Um, anyway. But yeah, look, great weekend. Big Friday for Big me. Big Friday. I had I had a, one of the real, like, my first moments. You know in, um, what's the what's the movie, Old School? When Will yes. Ferrell's hammered at that party and he's like, oh, we're it's actually a pretty nice little Saturday. We're going to go to Bed Bath & Beyond, maybe Home Depot. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if we'll have time. I don't know if we'll have enough time. <laughs> That was my Saturday. It was up very early, crack of dawn stuff. Going and, to Home Depot? No, I didn't even know if we have Home Depot, but we had to go and do some... Well, wh- what's the equivalent, Ikea? Bunnings. Some Bunnings, wedding, Bunnings. Some wedding ring shit. So we had to go and like, you know, we're already engaged, punters, dribblers, so you know that, but we had to go and like pick out... You got to get some mods on it. I don't know. Some some mods on like the band and shit. Oh, you were modding up the engagement band? Yes, because the band was only a placeholder. Anyway, that's... Okay. But so we had to do that at like the crack of fucking dawn. Why? To fit everything in? Because that's when it was booked in for. But we, you also needed to fit things well, in. Well, because there were things to do after that. Then we went straight to uh, the super center out in... Uh, Moore Park? Moore Park. Yeah. Um, vacuum cleaner shopping. <laughs> Where'd you go with? We went with the Dyson. Did you get uh, one with a battery that yeah, you can yes. charge? Yes. Because... Ella's old uh, parents have got the other version, the one that you have to plug into the wall. It runs out of battery. I shit you not after 15 minutes. My one? The, the, Their one. The Their one that one. doesn't have the battery that you can charge. Like, uh, okay, right. Like you can, this comes with multiple batteries, doesn't you? Whip them out. I just know that we have one that you put on a charger and yeah. you're good to go. Yeah, exactly. This one is a nightmare. Like you got to plug it in and then it'll run out after 15 minutes and you got to waddle back and then plug it in and Fuck. wait half an hour before you can go again. No. It's like Dyson, I thought you were the best in the business. I thought you guys were the people you come to for your vacuum cleaner needs. Well, it seems like they are for us because we now are like, I'll mark my life as like pre and post Dyson. Yes. But that's what I'm saying. As in, you can mark your life pre and post Dyson. Dyson. You can do that. Yeah. A lot of people do. Yeah. A lot of people in your Circle. age group. Exactly. My, my bracket. Your bracket. Yeah. Certainly. I'm just saying it's a little disappointing that the people at Dyson seem to spend a lot of their money on marketing, talking the talk, not necessarily walking the walk. But now, listen, I'd like to see what yeah. your feedback is because I believe they've made some improvements. Well, so far, Eddie, and look, it's only Monday, so the Dyson's only been in my life for, you know, 48 Dude, hours. It's, it's, a very, it's a very, it's a pup. 
but we got into the house and it was like I mean the day wasn't over I also had to go and shop for car seats and fucking all this other shit but once we got the Dyson back to the house it was out of the packet straight away and Steph's showing me all the cool shit it can do look at this now we can get to all these hard to reach places it was like a Dyson commercial going on in my house and so I, Steph's thrilled, thrilled. She was thrilled with it. It was like having, a, it was like a what I imagine, like a, a hillbilly with a new gun would feel like. You know, checking all the like different, uh, like uh, you know, oh here's the short brush and here's the long bit. And now look at this. If you take this, now look how you can empty it. How easy it is. And mm. it's like, look, listen, I was impressed. I'm not gonna lie to the pun in the job. The, the vacuum cleaner that we had was the biggest piece of shit in the world. Had to keep it like in three different parts of the house, like the the base of it, the sort of the cock and balls of it had to go into the pantry. And then the actual like hosing of it was next to the fridge. It was a- So you can't have that, You can't have that. It's too inefficient. And the suction on the Dyson Eddy, fuck. Can suck? It can suck with the best of them. Okay, well, that's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. If Tremendous suck. It's, if you can't suck, then what? You're not go a, home. You're not a vacuum cleaner. Can't suck, go home. You're not, you're not up to it. Dyson can suck. Oh yeah. It, that, that it can. Yeah. That it can. Now, that was my sort of bed, bath, beyond Home Depot Saturday. Mm. I've only got one more thing really just to mention. And this just happened to me this morning, but there's been another thievery of my mail. So obviously my... Bye. Na- well, I don't know. I would hope to Christ it's not What were neighbor. you expecting? We got... Uh, Steph got a delivery of like food. You know, like your sort of fresh, what's it called? Like Hello Fresh. Hello Fresh. One of those ones. I don't know what it was, but it was one of those. Marley Spoon. Exactly. Enter in whatever the fuck they do here. Light and easy. No. Uh, but Should be. <laughs> yeah, should have been. <laughs> Unfortunately not. Um, and so Jenny Craig still around? Uh, you know, Weight Watchers have changed their name from Weight Watchers to just WW because watching your weight is seen as like you're making the people who buy it feel bad about being fat. So now their website is WW. www.www.com Like, are you fucking kidding me? I guarantee you sales have fallen off a cliff. (laughs) I guarantee you. Yeah, you're right. I just looked it up. And have sales fallen off a cliff? I'm sure they have. www.www.com Are you kidding me, Weight Watchers? That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. That pisses me off. Yeah, it's so dumb. I'd stop buying that just out of pure spite. spite. Yeah. Yeah, the first thing on their page that comes up is 40% off. So you reckon they're... There's 40%? Oh, mate. And in COVID, those those numbers should be through the roof. roof. Should be paying double at the there moment. There you go. So anyway, we got something delivered, but it was delivered overnight, some sort of food, and then we woke up in the morning, it was gone. People, look, people do have sticky fingers, particularly down in Bondi. You know, probably a lot of there's backpack. Some transient there's tra- there's, tra- there's transient peoples down there who don't have a whole lot of work and yeah. don't want to go home because they'll never get allowed back in. Exactly. Looking for a feed, quick looking for feed. a cheap feed, yeah. quick feed, efficient feed, not their feed, no, someone else. Nothing cheaper than free. Yeah. And they've got four hearty dinners from us yeah so and you know. and you don't and i don't but i was also like listen and this is maybe the mother Teresa in me eddie and steph was fuming obviously because she's organized the whole fucking thing so i can understand why she's pissed off and i'm sort of sitting there on the couch when i go and look i mean we don't know who's taking it right we don't know it could just be some lazy backpacker but it could be someone who really needs a feed and if it is then i'm happy to lose that food to feed a hungry belly in the coronavirus times. Now, is that nice, Eddie? That's beautiful. Am I a good man? That's Tell beautiful. me I'm a good man. I, I, Yeah, you are a good man. <laughs> but I will say this. Tell me there isn't a part of you that 
doesn't feel like going next door at dinner time <laughs> just to see what the old bloke's nipping into. Like, he comes to your fucking kitchen window all the time. I'd be nipping over there, just I going, know. oh, mate, you want to have a beer? Oh, wait, what are you eating here, brother? Yeah. Oh, is this some fucking, some, like, <laughs> what is barley spoon, mate? <laughs> oh, is that some meatballs with some Asian noodle there, I see? You fucker. <laughs> mate, I'll be checking. Yeah, look. Got to check, There's Tom. a part of me that wants to check, but I'm also like, I think I just want to go. Do you it. not want to check because how of how furious you'll be if you realise it's yeah, him? Yeah, well, that's, I will be furious if he's done that. But no, it was more like, to be honest, I found out as I was leaving the house this morning. And so I met Steph may have checked, but I would knock on the door and be like, hey, hey, man, just wondering if you've seen it. Mm. And then if he has seen it. Just like he saw those biscuits. Yeah, and then saw them all the way up into his fucking kitchen. <laughs> and into his fat mouth. Yeah, shout out to Cakes by, Cupcakes, Cakes, Cupcakes by Anna Maria. Yeah, sure, of course. Um, but yeah, so listen. I don't know if there's knuckle sambos to be handed out this evening when I get home. I hope not, idiot. You know I'm not. You can dish them out, I Tom. I can, but I'm a Mother Teresa, as you as I as I just demonstrated. Mother Teresa threw if she had to. She did actually. She had a fucking right hand on. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was all mothers do. Yeah. 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 They do. They can crack. They, they can, can crack. crack. Mums all can they. crack. No, mums can crack. Anyway, look. I don't know how long that intro is. It's probably indulgent, but these always are. Well, they're indulgent times. They're indulgent they? times. Um, but I think it's probably important, Eddie. Evidence by my Friday night. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, it's probably important. And Dave's Sunday night. The, oh, what the did Dave dirty do dog. Sunday night, you dirty fuck? Well, Sunday night wasn't as big as Saturday night. Oh, uh, the double. The double. You Saturday got the 22 year old constitution. Yeah, that's true. Saturday night, a couple of mates uh, visiting from Melbourne, Airbnb, got up to some no good. Got home as the sun was rising, and then Lovely. Sunday night we all gathered again just to kind of, you know, debrief, from reflect the night on what you've done, and it just kind of turned into more beers and more, more Red Bulls a bit. Oh, <laughs> lots of that stuff. Love that, Dave. Love it, bro. Um, I will say, and I did say this today beforehand, but obviously his friends have come from the Ruby Princess up to the proud state in New South Wales. That's why he's sitting all the way over there. He's Don't move from that corner, corner, mate. No, if he if he spread some of that, you know that COVID on us. Obviously COVID gone from bad to worse down south. Punters, dribblers, that will make up part of the podcast. You can you can bet you, your bottom dollar. You AFL's in the firing line. It is. I can promise you that. Plenty Absolutely. of rugby league to get through. Yes, there is. Some good, some bad, some ugly. If we get COVID, we're blaming Dave. Time to talk some sports. So obviously Parramatta, Canberra, Saturday night. Saturday night, Golden Point, Canberra, uh, Parramatta 1, Clint Gutherson, Gutho. King Garth. King Gutho got the job done with the with the drop goal. Uh, well, good game, good game. Great game. What Canberra got two tries in the last three minutes? Yeah, to come back and then yeah, Golden Point Gutho won it. But most notable probably was friend of the show Corey Horsburgh, Liz Frank, another Liz Frank injury. Eddie, oh. they're fucking they're happy. The Liz Franks, bro. Twelve weeks they're saying for Corey because yeah. he's a big ranger and the Liz Franks on the ring of feet don't go well. No, if you snap, if you break a Liz Frank and you on on a red man's foot, yeah, tough because of the bone density. The bones are so dense and so strong that it actually takes a lot longer for them to get back to that same spot. What's the worst break in a, in a normal body? Not well, you know, in you and I's body. It's the femur. Leg, a femur, yeah. The femur, the tough, the dense, big, big bone, big bone. thick bone. Yeah. That's every bone in an ant's body exactly. in a ranger's body. Yeah. So it's it's the healing process is long and, and arduous. And Corey was feeling he knew what he'd done. Left well, the field in tears. Now, I mean, look, if if Corey's going through a tough time, then we 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 wish him all the best and hope that he is okay. 
it did seem like when he went off, he was just just raging because the Parramatta forwards were going after him, like literally going. Every time he got the ball, three of them would just come up and just try and absolutely pump him, which they were doing. Mm. Corey looked like it was rage-based tears off the back of a probably a you know a Liz Frank injury. He would have known it was Liz Frank straight away. That's Corey. what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, so you know, it just seemed like I don't mind seeing that sort of passion from a rugby league footballer. You don't mind it. You don't mind it. I, I think it, it, it should be encouraged, Tom. They yeah. should come off in tears after every game. Yeah. The Broncos could take a leaf out of Corey's book and give it. you the fucking. Not hot one tip. Bronco gives a fuck as much as Corey. Mate, does. they're all laughing and yahooing and backslapping and giggling and you know. Pashing almost yeah. the bloody Titans boys after the game. I'm like, you need to be on make out. Yeah, it was make out. It was hot, steamy stuff. That was spin the bottle stuff after the game. I was shocked. <laughs> Playing spin the bottle after the game on the field. What's going on, Brisbane? You just lost your fifth game in a row. So you, they could they could borrow some Corey. Let it be known. Yeah. Because that passion's hard to find. They bottle can that borrow up. Some bra. Yeah, you can borrow, borrow some. Yeah, <laughs> bottle that up. Yeah. Bottle up bra. <laughs> Bottle some bra. Send it up to Brisbane. Because, I mean, that was just passion from Corey. Yeah. That was passion personified. Rugby league passion, yeah. though. Do you Great. know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. There's a difference. Oh, there's an absolute difference. There's a big difference. Yeah. Like, oh, shit. I butchered my last dive in the Olympics. Tears. Yeah, yeah sure. Cool, sure. Cool. Like, all right, yeah, I get now it. Now show me Corey Horsburgh yeah, breaking yeah. his Liz Frank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Knowing he's out for 12 because he's got dense bone muscles. Yeah. And knows that... He'd been in the wars all night also, against against was, a big you know, strong pack, yeah. and he's just he's raged. He's almost rum raged, but well, there is a no. He's he's red rage. Like, red there rage. Is a, yeah. When I, when I saw him raging as he was, like spit coming out of his mouth, sort of stuff. It's, he looked too bad. He's about to pop. Yeah, but it also looked like I've seen Rangers blow up like that since I was a kid. Mm, every mm. year at school, any Ranger you ever knew, mm. shout out to the Rangers out there. Oh, shout out to Rangers. But Friends every Ranger had a, had, was prone to rage, I found. Not to generalise all redheads, but I feel like that's Well, I think it's fair to say that redheads have a rage yes. in them. Yes. That lives within. That lives within. Now, it can come out in a good scrap or a good game of rugby league football. Dude, Rangers are the toughest people you will come up against in any physical encounter. That's right. They've done studies, Tom, and yeah. the studies are conclusive. Rangers. Rangers too tough. Yeah. But also can be emotional. Very emotional. James Graham, a fine purveyor of Ranger Rage, we've seen before. One of the great purveyors of Ranger Rage. <laughs> One of the great purveyors. But I like seeing it. I Shout think out to the bra. More tears. More tears. But I think that transitions it into the Broncos. Mm. No tears. They're playing spin the bottle up there. Dude, post game. They're thinking about the game being finished so they can get up to no good. That's literally, oh, game's over. Come here, Jai Arrow. Yeah. I'm going to just start fucking hooking up with you. Yeah, yeah. Jai, come here. Yeah. Jai's like, whoa. Spear me. Yeah. Jai's like, excuse me, guys. We've just won a game of rugby league here, Brisbane. Uh, and I believe... Can you Dior... get your hands out of my pants? What yeah, the yeah. fuck's going on? Mate, that, I don't, I'm not allowing a fondle. Just because we've beat you the last three times we played you at Suncorp doesn't mean you can fondle doesn't mean me. you can stick your hands down my pants. We're not pieces of meat here. We're rugby league players, yeah. Brisbane. Yeah, you've lost five on the trot. What, free fondles? Yeah. Is, that what, is that what you think what, happens After here? five losses, it's some sort of loss card. No. Like some sort of stamp reward yeah, you system. You get it in community chest on Monopoly. After five straight losses, you get to fondle the opposition at full time. <laughs> 
I don't know who go- who gave you that. I don't sense. know what Monopoly game you're playing. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what Seabold's telling you up there, but that's that's not how it goes yeah, in rugby that's... league. Hey, and we don't mind. There's nothing wrong with a fondle. I'm just... not. What I'm anti fondle. <laughs> I'm not anti fondle, but it's the time and a place <laughs> yeah, for fondling. It's the time and a place. You need to be dejected. You need to be crying. You need to be. You need to. You need a touch of the bras about you after a loss. Brisbane fifth straight. Your whole your whole fucking city hates you, right? Mate, now. think of the fans. Think of the fans. Now, these rugby league players, same two, sometimes, sometimes, forget who pays the bills, bro. Yeah. Like, and if there was no fans, mate, then you wouldn't be on the big money no. and you'd be running around for free. And oh, half of you, I guarantee, wouldn't be. You'd be like, nah, too hard. Fuck it. Couldn't be bothered, right? So show some goddamn respect. Yeah. And that starts and finishes, Tom, with tears and passion. Yes. In my opinion. Yes. Tears, passion, and... Hold off on the fondle. Hold off on the fondle. The open mouth kissing. Oh, it's too much. It's far too much for a post game. The tongue was a lot. It post-match. was a lot to watch, man. Especially if you're a Broncos fan, you already got a bad taste in your mouth, and you mm. got to see, <laughs> yeah, you know, someone on their knees in the middle of fucking Suncorp. Yeah. Now, <laughs> are we off track slightly? Well, no, look, I mean, I don't think we've ever been more on track, Eddie. But... Put it this way. Put it this way. The amount of interviews I've listened to, the amount of talk back commentary I've listened to in regards to the Broncos everyone says the same thing no one knows what's happening no we're telling you what's happening yeah, yeah, we're exactly. giving you the the explanations yeah. yeah they're a bit they're a bit wacky they're yeah. a bit out there oh, they're I'm a bit sorry. left of field but that's what they're playing left of field football yeah and, and, and you know like I think that sometimes the media is guilty of not giving you the full story never do never giving you the full facts well you get them here you get them every time <laughs> and what you saw on Friday night at the end of the game when they were all shaking hands was a bunch of Broncos players trying to hook up with the Titans. And, you know, it's the, it's the worst kept secret in town. <laughs> Seabold, uh, look. Seabold's press conferences, bro, are getting tough. You're getting real tough. Like, obviously, they're sad, and you wouldn't be a human if you didn't feel sorry for the bloke. Absolutely feel sorry for him. I mean, you know, go and get yourself checked. Because if you don't feel for him, then, then you're, you're cold. Yeah, you're cold as a guest. Psychopath stuff. Like, it's obviously a very, like, scat place to be in. But also, as soon as you've done something, like, there's in no, in no other profession is there like, I can't remember if I heard this somewhere recently or whether I'm just coming up with it myself independent of any influence. But, like, there's not many other jobs where if you do something wrong or like it doesn't go right you then have to go and sit in front of the media and have the entire country look at you while it's like well why'd you do that why isn't this working like there's performance reviewing's hard enough let alone in front of the fucking media yeah yeah um, uh, it's ruthless and every you sit there and be like you've just lost five on the trot but they don't that's You're not the only f- interview they do they do a couple of weeks yeah, of course he's got to do a heap of them he's got to do a pre-game for the next week and they're up against the tank water warriors next week and it's like if they lose to the tank water warriors who at the moment and I'm happy to transition onto those sad motherfuckers at the moment. Obviously, you know, we were all on to, we were all about the tank water warriors. Mm. Uh, you know, the mana man. Look, I, I think it's pretty simple. They left Tamworth. They left, you know, home, as it were, in mm. Australia. People got around them. There was a lot of camaraderie. There was a lot of kinship, Tom. Mm. And they had, a, they had an untapped reservoir of, of tank water. Now, they've left that negotiating it, trying to get it moved around the country in COVID logistically. It's been a nightmare. It's been a shit We fight. haven't been up to it, and we're up to everything. Well, I mean, look, but we've sent it to them, Eddie. Like, that we but do it just it. doesn't get to them. Well, 
I mean, you can lead a you can lead a warrior to tank water, but you can't make him drink. <laughs> one of the age-old sayings in rugby league. It's one of the old adages. Mm. Um, so that was disappointing for the Warriors. They got absolutely pumped. Score, Dave, 50, 50, 56. 50 to 6. 50 to 6. Um, Never like seeing a 5 in the score, do you? Well, if, if, it's was, one of the, if it's the first number. You also, no teams won the competition after conceding 50 points in a season. Is which, that right? Yeah, which made me very nervous when the score was getting up there against fucking the Sharks. But anyway, so after they got absolutely mauled, the, the Warriors, the Tank Water Warriors, uh, three of their players, Fusatua, maybe Mamalo and someone else, Dior. But they were like, we want to go home. We're literally, we're going to go back to New Zealand. And then it took, obviously, St. Peter Volandis uh, to get him on the blower on a Zoom call and be like, can you guys please not fucking leave? Like, it's, we need you. Apparently, they came over under the pretense that their families were going to be allowed like there was going to be some sort of travel bubble between Australia and New Zealand their family's going to be allowed to come out because that's what they were talking about yes it hasn't happened yet and so they were going to go home now punters dribblers I don't know if we've said this before but let me play devil's advocate here and I get that family is a sensitive issue I have a child of my own now which means that I get a trump card here and I can have an opinion. If I didn't have a kid, be like you don't fucking understand. Yeah. Now you I actually do, do have an opinion. Now I can have one. Yeah. So fucking beat it. Uh I tend to think that there are people in this world that are in a far worse situation in the sense of going if people that have to go away from their families to work, they get paid fuck all and they don't have a choice, right? These NRL players are getting paid good money mm. and they've got a bunch of other people relying on them, not just their family, but like the game and the stakeholders and other players and other teams and shit. Like, get it together a little bit, mm. in my opinion. Now, if there are some extenuating circumstances back home that we're not worried... Some we're other family to, stuff that you're not privy to, yeah. Families sure. that are unwell or that sort of shit. There's been no mention of that. Mm. If that's the case, then obviously I... You know, what I say doesn't apply. But... It just seems like they really want to see their family, which I get. And I would miss my family as well. But like, bruh, fucking get over it. It's a couple of months. Mm. And the chances of a bubble being set up in the next couple of months is probably good as well. Yeah. So just fucking, just buck up. Knuckle down. Your heart, like, they've been here for a couple of months. You got a couple of months. You're halfway. You're halfway. Think yeah. of it that way. It's like if you're on a big run, you're hurting. Yeah. You're hurting real bad. And then you get to halfway and you're like, good. Now I'm counting down. Think of it that way. Think of it that way, guys, because don't fuck the competition. No, 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 don't. You can't. I now, poor Warriors. I think that I think that uh, Ryan Hoffman, Cameron Smith, Bellamy might have got a sense of that. Nipped into the change rooms after the game yeah. just to give them a bit of a rev up, give them a talking to, not yeah. talking to, but address them. Yes. I don't know what they said. I can imagine how it would have gone. Yeah. Listen. Uh, you know, some people, some people thought it was condescending of them. Some people were say, like, have been uh, giving them shit, saying it was condescending to go in and talk to them after, you know, pumping him fifty to six. Condescending? Oh, I don't think so. No, I think it's. I think it's a. I think that's mana right there. That's yeah, that's mana. mana. That's I thought respect. it was. I thought it was class. It wasn't. I don't think they were going in there giving them lectures. No, of course If they not. were lecturing them, yeah, that'd be condescending. I think they were going in there being like, boys, we know we really you, appreciate I know it. you've gone the big lift. You've gone the big yeah. lift compared to everyone else. You're over here. You could be over here for six months. We appreciate it. The game loves you for yeah. it. 
you're giving us an opportunity to maybe win another ring. Yeah, we, we really appreciate. We the really appreciate to, that. You know, win another premiership. Yeah. Obviously, thank you for the two points. Obviously, love the, the two points. Thanks for not roughing us up too much. Yeah. because that was really appreciated. Yeah. Thanks for letting us pile on the points. Try out some training moves. Thanks. Try to Thanks. Get things well oiled. Yeah. And maybe that's what it becomes. Maybe in the fullness of time, they become the laydown warriors. And the they two just, points. The two point warriors, and you just they just show up and they sort of you know knock the footy around. Yeah, and, yeah. They're gonna have a lot of. They've got a lot of like uh, lone players. Yeah. Well, that's what they were talking about as well. They were saying that there would be an opportunity for players to sort of go back and forward, and they could borrow from here and borrow yeah. from there. Is that still happening? That is happening, but. Uh, because the Roosters lost two players, Victor Adley and Sam Verrills, out for the season, they the, the Roosters had loaned the Warriors some kid whose name I can't remember, Dior, but he's you know a good young kid on the rise, probably best for his footy development to be playing at the Tankwater Warriors because he's getting game time. Mm. But so the Roosters have had to go. Sorry, we need him back. But there'd be others. Oh, there, of course there are. But like, because there's, there's no New South Wales Cup or Queensland no, Cup. No, there are definitely. They're going to be able to field a team. It's just like of, of sort of you know who's who of who he is. There was a talk of Benji Marshall, who is not looking like he's getting back into the Tigers. Team. See, that's a good fit. Yes, that's a good fit. Halves isn't exactly where they're lacking. But, but still, get him in the system. Get him around. The, he can boy boys. Oh, he can boy boys. He was captain of New Zealand at one point. Of course he was. You he, know what he's I mean? He's a Golden Boot winner, I believe. Benji's been there, done it. I think this is a nice way for Benji to go out because people are saying, oh, poor old Benji, sad end for Benji. Like, you know, I think he's coming sixth or something in the Daly and voting at the moment. Benji? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that on the radio the way over here. Dior, Dave, can you get onto that? I'm getting on it. Um, but, you know, and now he's been replaced by Reynolds, who's, you know, got over all that crap in his life. And we're happy to see it. We love to see it. He's playing good football, Tom. Yes. But people saddened by the fact that poor Benji... Maybe he doesn't get the farewell that he, he, deserves. he deserves. This, I think, could be it. Yeah. Give back to your people yeah. in the New Zealand Warriors. Give back to the game by keeping them in the country, by keeping them playing footy week in, week out, keep the game alive, the NRL alive. Yeah. And Impart wisdom and knowledge on the next generation. That's right, Tom. Elder stuff. Yeah. Okay, Elder I like that. Elder stuff. Yeah. I like that. I like it too. Because we don't value our, our, our elderly as much Not as enough. we should anymore. Not enough. In the game of rugby league in life, you know, they got lessons to impart and oh, they're a, to mate, give. They, they can be a bit of a joke at times yeah, exactly. to people. Yeah, exactly. You can have a laugh with yeah. an old person. Yeah. Old people still like to laugh, Eddie. Mm. Mm. No, so I... Benji, I think, is a, as again, as you know, a geriatric of the NRL world. Well, yeah, in NRL terms. In NRL yeah. terms. He's, he's on a walker. He's a coffin dodger in NRL <laughs> terms. Uh, it could be very handy to impart some mm. sort of some life lessons to some young uh, warriors throbbers. Because do they have a lot of old uh, elder statesmen, elder statesmen, experienced players in the Warriors? Uh, I don't think so, and especially after they got rid of their coach at the dumbest time possible. Again, what? their 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 hierarchy needs to be shot. Like I still can't believe they sacked the coach in this situation. Disgraceful, fucking, fucking disgraceful. ridiculous. But I mean. This could be the this could be the void the play to fill the void I think because well, he could captain coach he could captain coach of course he could of course he could and impart knowledge yeah. Tom that's the that's the key here now Manly went down to the Sharks on the weekend yes. forty to twenty four yeah. was it Sunday afternoon four o'clock at Gosford piss and rain piss and rain now obviously. Are lacking in HD light, which might have been the start of our. Well, problems. listen, Manly love a Sunday afternoon with HD light. We know that. That's mm. something we know. Mm. Scoreline not great, as we said. 
50 points put on you, then you won't win the competition, statistically speaking. Mm. Now, that didn't happen. We copped a lot of heat on socials in the punters, dribblers page, DMs of some real smug dickheads who were going, you know, Manly's fucked, fuck Manly, Manly aren't going to win. Let me just say this, and I'll, I'll sort of lean on our fearless leader, Desley Hasler, and what he was talking about post-game. We scored 24 fucking famous manly points. Everyone who's calling 22. us... 22. Shut up, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> 22 famous manly points. Ruben did rush the kick at the end. He would have kicked it. Ruben, call it 24. We call it 24 if Ruben had his kicking boots on. And, like, you know, Ruben's... We love Ruben. Ruben knows Ruben kicks better than Ruben's kicking, but that's all right. Ruben the snack sandwich. The snack sandwich. Uh, the, the Garrick. Yeah. Um, the Garrick. <laughs> <laughs> you just call him the snack sandwich. He's a sandwich. No, he is the Ruben sandwich. sandwich. No, no, I'm with you there. I th- but he's also a snack. He's also a snack. Um, Middle name snack. Yes, just depending on the size of the sandwich, it could be considered a snack. Anyway. It could in between meals. There's, I've had Reuben sandwiches that you could consider a morning tea snack. Yes. Yeah. Now, but historically, the Reuben larger than a snack. More to it than a snack. If you get a snack-sized Reuben, you almost take it back and go, this isn't up to scratch. Up Unless to you're paying snack prices. <laughs> exactly. Exactly right, Eddie. Now, a lot of people on social media calling us a one-hamstring town. Tommy Turbo not playing. And so that means that, you know, without Turbo and his hamstrings, we're mm. fucked. I will say to that, again, quoting Desley Hasler, we scored 22, maybe 24 if Ruben had his kicking boots on, points. So scoring's not the problem. Mm. Tommy Turbo doesn't defend 40 points. Mm. We just defended like shit. We just didn't get into the contest. No. We were flat-footed from the out. We were, we were lethargic. We That's were wrecked we... from the week before. Wrecked. Not an excuse, but a reason. No, because we had to dig deep, so deep. With Famous only one, wins. Only one bloke on the interchange yeah. bench. Famous wins. So we've been over it a million times. But I mean, like, you, can, you can forgive a team for being a little bit tired after a famous that win. That takes a toll in rugby league, mate. Yeah. It takes a toll. We were lethargic. Even the great Jake Tavoyevich seemed a bit flat-footed here and there. Like, not up to his usual punch. Snap. Snap. Through the middle. So I think that it's it's all I mean, about. It was like how many famous wins have your clubs had? Toughest wins in the history of the game stuff. None, none. We had the toughest win in the history of rugby league the week before, where we basically played with three players on the field at one point. I think Eddie. So of course there's going to be some tired Mate, boys did, getting around the next. How week. did we do last year when when Tom was out? We terrific sharks out of the fucking competition. We went terrifically is what we did. Half the year last year, we had troops missing all over the park, and we st- we still dug deep. I've never been more certain we'll win the comp after that loss. Loss we needed. It was a loss we needed. It just proved that, oh, yeah, we, we're tired. That's why we let in 40 points, but we scored 24 points. Mate, is anyone talking about the fact that the Roosters lost the first two games of the season? Oh, they're going so well now. Yeah, mate, you can turn it around pretty clearly, yeah. pretty obviously. Yeah, it was a setback. We've explained why. Yeah. The boys were tired after a famous win, possibly the most famous win well, of all time. the toughest win of all time. And that's what happens. We'll rebound. It's not yeah. a problem. Try having a toughest win of all time game and then come back to us. You know what I mean? See so how you go. Yeah. See so how you go. Because if they'd won yesterday, Sunday, then that would have been the second toughest win of all time because to back up a, the toughest win of all time with another win mm. is almost impossible. 
Yeah, I got on at half time because I was like, we could go back to back yeah. here. I dared to dream. Yeah, of course. Look, it didn't go the way I wanted to, Tom. That's all right. That, that happens. But the fact of the matter is, when you go for Manly, when you support Manly, back to back famous wins all time are possible. Yes. That's why I put the bet on. Yes. If I went for a loser club, like a dirty merger club, yeah. or Penrith, or the Dogs, or the Cowboys, or Newcastle, or Melbourne, or Canberra, like if I went for any other any club. Other club, basically. I wouldn't put the bet on because I know that they're not capable of back-to-back famous wins. Yep. yep. Simple as that. That's simple as that. Um, jumping back to Thursday, uh, I have heard that Souths have enlisted the services of geeks to you because Wayne's been struggling with that <laughs> that Ram. Look, the Ram, the Ram, look, the Ram, oh, we all thought the Ram transplant went well. Yeah. Thought the upgrade had gone through successfully. Yes. There's obviously been some glitches, yes, Tom. teething problems. Look, around the RAM upgrade, maybe you didn't install it properly. Look, that's what I'm thinking. Didn't install it properly. Yeah. It's kicked. And Wayne is a geriatric. If, if, if Benji is old in rugby league terms, Wayne is the oldest living person in rugby league history, right? He's a dinosaur. He's a dinosaur. So obviously Wayne needs geeks to Do you. Do you reckon Wayne knows how to upgrade RAM? No. No. He would have downloaded a virus at the same time. He would have downloaded maybe a Matt Keeper. Saw. That, did, did Latrell have Matt Keeper he on the He might have had Matt Keeper. Friend of ours downloaded Matt Keeper. It happened. It happens. And he was a lot younger than Wayne. So imagine what Wayne's doing. He sees Matt Keeper. Oh, this will clean your computer. Oh, great. Well, I've just updated Trell's RAM. Mm. Let me get this into it as well. And then before you know it, Trell's knocking on balls left, right, and center. And I'll tell you what, in Wayne's defense, pretty silly the Matt Keeper ads that pop up. Like, if you'd read that knowing you'd just upgraded his RAM, you'd think, Jesus, this is probably a pretty good fit here. Yeah, yeah, this is almost like... Cleans a your computer, makes it run smoother and more efficiently, organises right. all your processes. And I've got a RAM upgrade. Yeah. This is perfect. Yeah. This is perfect. And He's going to go to, you know, stratospheric levels next And then, week. unfortunately, poor old Wayne. That's why he only did the 80-second press conference because he was furious. Well, well, that's why. He had geeks to you actually coming to the uh, straight to the ground. Well, that's why. He had to go meet them at the, out, out out of the back. The, yeah, get him accreditation to get him to the ground. Now, any feedback on how Geeks to You went, Tom? Uh, not yet, not yet. Interested to see. We'll certainly know by next week how the RAM upgrade went. Look, I'd, I'd, I'd hazard a guess that it's gone pretty well. If Geeks to You are involved, Tom, well, they've been around for a long time. Yeah, they're an exemplary uh, company. Exemplary. Exemplary. They're geeks that come to you. Well, they do come to you, and they are geeks. Yes, they are. But make no mistake, they are as geeky as it gets, yeah. and they help you with all of your technology and computer needs. Now, for those of you who don't understand... We're talking about Latrell Mitchell trying to upgrade his hardware from so to help in his computing capabilities yes. moving from centre to fullback. That's right. There's more. There's more that needs to be processed at the same time at fullback. His RAM not up to the job. Yes. Because he was running on centre stuff. Yes. Too old. So we've been upgrading him, right? Yes, exactly. With new RAM. Yeah. Punters and dribblers that don't know what we're talking about. Wayne's downloaded Matt Keeper. It's, it's affected him. It's He's fucked out because he had a great game, then he had a shit one. Now we've got geeks to you on the blow. Do you understand <laughs> what we're saying, punters and dribblers? The slow ones of you out there. Plenty of you. There's plenty. And boys, next week, hopefully all the RAM upgrade goes to plan because they've got the Bulldogs, which I would say is the equivalent of like opening up Solitaire, if you know. <laughs> <laughs> Playing the Storm or Manly or Roosters is like opening up 20 Chrome tabs and Logic and that as well. So it should be okay to run Solitaire next week. Well, it should be. It should be a, a nice, easy sort of, you know, working his way into this ramp upgrade with the game of Solitaire. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, I think that sounds about right. That sounds about right, I think. Um, oh, heads will roll, though, Geeks to you, if they don't get this over the line. Geeks to you have got a lot of pressure on them this week. Huge. Have they ever been under this much pressure? I wouldn't think so. Not since they were in my dad's living room. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean you had a bath? So, so we just saw on Dave's uh, personal Instagram, which we're... We'll only share if he wants to. It's a, you know, it's obviously a personal private one where he shares photos of himself in the bath. And no, well, not me in the bath. Lot of bath but, content. Uh, yeah. Lot of bath content Let's on Dave. If there was other... more bath content on the Dior Dave, it may not have like hundreds more followers than my personal accounts. So. Uh, does it really? You flying on the Dior Dave? I'm flying page? on the Dior Dave. What are you up I'm to? Loving the support on the Dior Dave. Mm. Yeah. Oh, just fucking. I don't know. I think I posted a few drunk ones on the weekend. No, nice. I'd be, I'd but, be putting, uh, I'd be putting more bath content up. Yeah, we'll dude. I mean. That. Uh, they want to. I think the the P's and D's would be happy to support a, a bath based D or Dave page. I think you put up with some, some salacious hot bath photos. Just like you hide just, your face. Yeah, yeah. Just your leg, like yeah. you know. Yeah, hot dogs or hot legs. Yeah, exactly. Chuck one of those. Be up. careful not to get that slug accidentally making a bloody cameo it's in the It's hard photos. when it's in the bath, just kind of floating around everywhere. <laughs> yeah, still it is. Like around. a pool noodle. Yeah. Like a lane rope in the pool. <laughs> So, Bankwest Stadium replacing the grass after five injuries in one round. Yeah. 11 matches in 22 days. Yeah. Uh, what did you think was going to happen? Yeah, of course. I mean, it's what happened in Campbelltown as well. It's like the carpet on the hardwood floor. We Mate, said this. It's like, it's not rocket science. Why Victor Radley, ACL. Sam Verrill's ACL. Corey Horsburgh, Liz Frank, fucking... I don't understand why Papawati's they... Papawati's done his fucking syndesmosis. Oh, mate. It's, there's a list as long as your bloody leg, mate. It's unbelievable. Carnage. Carnage. Absolute carnage. What took my eye, though, Tom? They're playing a game there Thursday night. They grow this turf out at Western Sydney where all good grass is grown. Mm. And it is apparently... Shout out to Western Sydney grass. It's ready to um, lay and play, they call it. So you just bang, put it down, you can play on it. Well, are they Velcroing the bottom of this That's grass? What, again, you and I have been over this in the past, and I thought it was worth revisiting. Is there some sort of turf glue that they're turf using? Turf glue. We have been over this. Uh, now, Dave, if you can find any turf glue, obviously we're, we'll happily shout out whichever brand of turf glue it is. I just, I, how do you lay and play? I don't understand how you can possibly lay and play. Because I thought it was Because it would move around. Unless it's stuck to whatever the, the grass and the t um, soil, I imagine, is placed on top of, Tom. Unless it yeah. is you stuck down some with some sort of, sort of adhesive. Of, that's some sort of adhesive. Or sewing. Do we sew this grass into the ground? Look, it could be glued. It could be sewn. It could be Velcroed on. I yeah. mean, I'm happy with all the options. Staples? Staples. Staple the grass. Like tent pegs? Yeah. I mean, it, why not? But to say that it's that nothing's happening there, I don't Something's buy. Someone's got it. Yeah, and look. We did, did we not have a... We had a horticulturist reach out, if I remembered that, yeah. it'd be pretty weird. Yeah. Like, what the answer was. Oh, yeah, was. no, of course. I don't remember what he said. No. But we did have one reach out. So if you want to reach out again, punters and dribblers, let us know. Because we'd love to know, uh, Dave, have you come up with any turf glue there? Yeah, Bunnings, well, Bunnings has got a lot of artificial grass adhesive. Um, I don't know if that'll work on the natural stuff. I'd say it wouldn't, only because I imagine the natural grass adhesive is like sticking that to cement. Mm. You know what I mean? Look, I'd be I'd be shocked if that was similar. I feel like you'd need sewing. You need to get deep into the ground. That's what I'm like thinking, like a root system, in. right? Yeah. Like you mm. need roots. Mm. Almost like natural grass. Exactly, yeah. right? That's it. And that's what you can't... That's why I don't trust lay and play. Because lay and play is what's probably got us into this position in the first place, right? That's exactly right. Are you telling me that it wasn't all... That wasn't lay and play? That was lay and play. 
Candletown was laying play. Yeah. Which is basically like playing on a carpet on hardwood floors. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. ANZ's laying play a lot of the time because they've got concerts and shit there and then they lay it back down. I don't, I'm don't. i not into laying play. I'm no, not into it. I don't not. trust. I need grass to be ha- like, like a Brookvale Oval, deep root systems. Like the SCG, been there, done yeah, it. You know what yeah. I mean? Uh, you mean I've been here for fucking 100, and, 100 plus years. Yeah, I've lived here all my life. Yeah. All your life. All your life. And all, all your grandparents' your lives. lives. I've been here. I've been here and I've been growing and yeah. I've been entrenched yeah. into this area, yeah. into it's, this soil. It's like an old tree. Yes. Their roots go like, what, hundreds of meters? 400 k's, I'm hearing, Eddie. 400 k's on the big figs, That's mate. what we need. On the big dead woods. On those big figs. That's what we need out of our grass, out of our rugby league grass. This lay and play stuff, that's that's 2020. Yeah, but it's also, it's kid shit. It is. It's go down to under six soccer. You well, know what I mean? Fair, under sixes are actually probably playing on real rooted grass. Exactly. In fairness. So who is playing on this crap? Why would we be getting professionals to play on lay and play? I don't buy it. I don't like it. I think it needs to be looked into. Anyway. And at, at the very least, Tom, it needs to be sewn in. Yes. Mm. The roots need to be sewn, sewn in. Sewn in. I don't know how you do it. Obviously, you'd... you'd, uh, you'd I think you just get a bunch of knitting do mums just, down there. Yeah, you get the mums down there with their knitting kits, but you put the root through the needle and you sew it in. Oh, okay. I like that. Instead I, of putting fabric through there, you put the root through. Do you through. actually thread a root through the eye of the needle? Through the eye of the needle. And then just sew it into the yeah. ground. Into the ground. I mean, we've got great knitters in this country, Tom. We always have. We always have. My mum knitted Evie a blanket. Of course she did. So I'm happy to put her up for consideration. Well, it's, our, it's our proud wool history, Tom. Yeah. Australia rode on the on the, the back of the sheep for a while. The yeah. sheep's back. The sheep's back. Yeah. And off the back of that sheep, the mothers and of the women nation. of this nation, they sewed. Hey, and look. And fathers, I'm sure there are some sewing of dads course. out there. This as isn't well. this isn't a sexist comment. No. We're saying there's some great sewers out there in the nation, yeah. men and women. Yeah, and we need them down to the ovals of the of the Sydney Basin. Yeah, sewing in root. <laughs> That's what we need. That's all we're asking for. Not hard. No. And if St Peter isn't on this, he should be. Yeah, I think he would be though. Get the nonnas down there, St Peter. Yeah. Get them sewing. Well, the NRL. I mean, taking a real wide berth from this issue. Do you want to hear what Graham Annesley said about it? Yep. He goes, Bankwest Stadium had planned to replace this playing surface next week, but have brought the process forward. And he goes, they've decided not for safety reasons, but because they can, they've decided to bring it forward. Um, it's not because of any safety concerns. Bullshit. It's because they had a program in place and it was easy for them to bring it forward a week than it was to wait. But so why would you do that it? That doesn't make sense. No. That's like, why would you even Oh, do it, it was then? easier to break your schedule that you've yeah. already scheduled in? Yeah. No, that's not easier. No, that's that's not more easy. work. That's more work than just sticking to the plan. Mm. But get the nonners down there. Yeah, get the nonners down there because Graham doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Full respect to Graham. Oh, respect, Graham. But that sounded like some hullabaloo from him. That sounded like smoke screens. We need nonnas down there with sewing needles, sewing root into soil. <laughs> Is that rugby league, Tom? Uh, almost. Do you care about the Kangaroos All Blacks game at the end of the year? I do. I'd watch it. I do care because it's always been one of those topics you and I talk about. Yeah. Now, from this perspective... Tom and I's opinion has always been pretty staunchly in the favour of if there was no rugby league and all our rugby league talent was playing rugby union, would we have lost a World Cup? Would we have lost a Bledisloe? My answer is definitely no. Not ever. We would be undefeated. Yeah. 
in just undefeated. No, 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 games. no. We would be undefeated. Yeah, we wouldn't have lost a game. It'd footy. be the greatest record in the history of mankind. Yeah. Now, because there's rugby league, we take all the good boys. Yes. We, we take all the good stuff yeah. for ourselves. Well, I tell, you what, I tell you what rugby league is to sort of. If rugby union was like uh, the host, rugby league's feeding off the host. Yes. Yes. Rugby union doesn't. Killing stand. the host. Yeah, we're killing the host. Killing the host. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're absolutely right. So. This game interests me because I've always thought to myself that we've got it over the, the All Blacks. This is the Kangaroos. But the format, it depends. I don't know what the format's the looking format, like. Yeah, look the only way they can realistically do it is get rid of scrums, get rid of lineouts. And well, I think they were going to keep lineouts, make scrums uncontested, have 14 players instead of 13 or 15. And then what, have rucks in one half? And I think it was then going to be eight tackles and you could ruck and maul though. So I don't understand. I think you've got eight, you've got eight sets. So... So you can't go 24 sets or something. No, so you can't just pick and drive or whatever. So you've yep. got eight tackles, essentially, but yep. they are rucking and mauling. So you can obviously turn the ball over at the breakdown. Mm. Like, I'll care if all the big boys play. If it becomes a bit of a... oh, I heard someone saying yesterday, I believe it was uh, Paul Kent mm. of the Daily Telegraph. Um, he was saying he wondered whether it would influence the selection of the side. So like Mal would be inclined to pick your Cam Murrays, your Angus Crichtons who have rugby union background because mm. they're not going to be overawed by the rucking and the mauling and the mauling and the rucking. Mm. I think that makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. You pick boys that can ruck and maul Tom. Yeah. And obviously you pick boys with pace to burn. You're not yep. just going to pick. Yeah, listen, no, no disrespect to Curtis Rona, but if he was playing rugby league right now, I wouldn't pick him just because he's played for the Waratahs. Like, I'd be picking fast, thirsty throbbers. Yeah. Fast and thirsty. Yeah. Who throb. Who throb. And yeah. then, you know... And Curtis doesn't throb. Th sorry, Curtis. Look, not in rugby union. He in rugby league, sorry, he wasn't like, you know, he wasn't pick me, pick me. Is he kangaroo, is he? No, he's not. No. Um, but so I would, you know, I'd, I'd sprinkle your Crichtons. Cam Murray would deserve to be picked anyway. I'd sprinkle some rugby union throbbers in there, but then also fast, thirsty throbbers of NRL ilk. Yeah, yeah. What are we? Th is this going to get off the ground? Because they've floated this here and there Probably in the past. Not. I think your safe bet is no. I think absolutely no. It'd it'd be a money spinner. You got to remember that November, all of it, has been dedicated to the spectacle that is State of Origin, mm. and after that, we might be at a puff. And I might start turning my attention to that Red Bull stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Stop polishing me Red Bulls. You know what I mean? Maybe we put this into 2021 and think about it later because I, I tell you what, it is going to be mentally and emotionally draining November. Yeah. On the hearts and the minds of the punter and the dribbler. Yeah. Make sure you bloody got time to settle in. Because State of Origin, we usually get a couple of weeks off. This is week to week to week stuff. Yeah, I'm having three Thursdays off in a row. Have to. Have to. What else can you do? What else can you do in that situation? What else can you do? You I have to do. Very tough. Very tough. Not much work done in November. No. Uh, but I think that's rugby league, Eddie. Yeah. Well, boys, just quickly before we go, there, Matt Harris on the Punters and Dribblers Facebook page has posted an article here about the hybrid rugby game because apparently there's some bloke called, or is it Phil Franks, 74-year-old former semi-professional rugby league player, who's got a patent out a patent out on hybrid rugby. And he's come out and said he's not happy about all the media speculation and all that stuff. He goes, 
be warned, further attempts by you and your promoter to damage our brand. And this was in a letter he sent to uh, Mark Robinson, Chief Executive of New Zealand Rugby Union and CC Vlandis. He goes... Uh, Not two separate emails. Be warned, further attempts by you and your promoter to damage our brand will most definitely lead to an application in the Supreme Court. Phil Franks? Yeah, Phil, listen, how old was Phil? 74. Poor, listen, I feel bad for Phil because the world's passing him by. This is his dream. Yeah. He would have he would have copyrighted or patented this back in, you know, back in his heyday and he's been waiting ever since for something like this to happen. And he's been, he's been trying to get the game off the ground. No oh, one's fucking done it. He's had it for over 15 years. There you go. There you go. And it's just, it's just never happened for him. This is a decision Phil made when he was, what, 60? 60. This was his last this crack at something. This was his last crack. And obviously it was never going to happen. And now he's like... He would have been going to bed every night trying to convince his missus, look, I know this is going to pay off big. I know this is going to yeah. pay off huge. He's like, are you sure? Let's... Why do you want to spend all our retirement money yeah, on this are venture? Sure we could are you sure just... you want to do that? We could go on holidays. We could go on P&O cruises. Yeah, we could just get a caravan and do, drive around the outback. We, we could do the old nomad thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what the grey nomad we could thing move. Like we could move down south and get a... We could afford to get a nice little house... You know, one story so your knees don't hurt every time you get up and down right. the stairs. That's right. An extra bedroom for when the kids come down. When the kids come, come down. down and the grandkids. That's it. Are you sure you want to put all your eggs in, in this in this hybrid rugby basket? I don't know how... I honestly don't know how we're going to eat if no. this doesn't get off the Wallabies ground. Wallabies haven't won a Bledisloe in 15 years. Do you think it's got legs, doll? I've, I retired last year. You yeah. know that. We don't have an income. You know we're, we're, that. Like, we're living on super <laughs> and you're, you're going to spend all of this, Phil, Franks, on hybrid rugby, on Peyton in the game. And Phil, much to his credit, said yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is Phil still married? As I said, punters, dribblers, don't get to tuck my daughter in on Monday nights. I hope you, I hope you appreciate that. Here I am, bloody, you know, I, I know what the tank water boys are feeling like now. Don't get to tuck little Evie in on a Monday. Oh, it's tough, mate. But you're good. i got to get home, Be put the brave. feet up, have a, have a glass of wine. You do. Well, you don't. I mean, well, no, of course I do. I drink every night now, which is the problem. I always have a beer after this. Yeah. It's taxing. Oh, it's, it fucking drains. Punters and dribblers, I don't think you, you fuckers ever get any context. It is hot in this booth. Yeah, we may as well be like in a in some sort of like uh, Asian... Uh, this is, you know, when you... you know Balinese, when you, Singapore. You know when you were hot, young? humid country. You know when you were young and you'd, you'd be flying to Europe or maybe going to Southeast Asia and you'd... Have Not you something ever... I did a lot when I was young, in fairness. No, but like in your twenties, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Did you ever go out for a dart into like a singer, you know, a Singapore smoking, smoking lounge? Area. Yeah. That's what it feels like. That's what here, it yeah. is in here, Singapore smoking area. This is that's what our that's what we should name our <laughs> uh, our booth. The Hello Sports Singapore smoking area booth. <laughs> the SSA. Yes, uh, it's exactly what it feels like. The air in those fucking smoking. Thick. Rooms. It's like custard. It... <laughs> It honestly is like custard. Custard. It is disgusting. And yet you go in there and you're like, fuck it. I need a, I just want to dart that badly. Mate, well, Bad I enough st- to go and sit in this fucking. I remember we went to one once. There was a bloke asleep in there. Oh, bro. I was like, he's not going to wake up alive. <laughs> you can't wake up alive. No, you can't. <laughs> Point exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> yeah, they're dank, dude. They're yeah, dank. They're fuck. They make you question smoking cigarettes when you're... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
They also you... question that when you're not inhaling the cigarette, are you inhaling anything better in that room anyway? No, you're basically smoking the whole time you're in there. I guarantee you there's blokes that go in there for a hit that only does. Well, I've <laughs> thought about it in terms of like thought about what's the fucking point in even like it's just a it's a room filled with smoke. Ventilation non-existent. No, non-existent. Non-existent. Or if it is, it's not very efficient. No. Siggy Cern. Um, so punters and dribblers, obviously AFL run by a scared man, a scarecrow. You mean SKG? And a, yeah, a scaredy cat. Or SCG. The SC. <laughs> scaredy cat Gill. The SCG, that's right. But we're not going to use that acronym. No, because it's that's too just sacred. A... Well, let's call him SKG. Yeah. Cat with a K. <laughs> SKG. So things have gone from bad to worse down there. Absolute bad to worse down in, uh, in Victoria. They've got, I think, was it 50 new cases today? 70, uh, 70 or 80 cases today. 70 or 80 As cases. As we go to press on Monday, the 29th of June, yep. 2020. Which is getting back to, you know, serious sort of March, well, April it like, levels. It was like 40 two days ago, 41 a day ago, and now 80. So what does that mean, punters and dribblers, for well, people means- south of the border? They might have to relocate all 10 Victorian teams. That's what it means. Well, the Storm are living on the Sunshine Coast for the remainder of the year. Yeah, or not beautiful part of the world. I mean, we're fucking... No-brainer. No-brainer. That's Oh, no, got to stay in Noosa. Devo. Oh, Devo. Uh, but all 10 of the, Brisbane, uh, of the Victorian Ruby Princess AFL clubs have to find somewhere to go. And, you know, it's like looking at Gill... It's it's like someone frantically trying to uh, get something sorted before like time running out on a clock, like in a game show or something. Like he's just sort of you're looking at him. It's like, well, look, I mean, like we've got like, we got options. Like obviously the grand final is probably still going to be played at the MCG, and then uh, you know maybe we can get all ten clubs out of the out of the out of the Victoria, and then we can go over here, but maybe not. Like you know what can- it, you know what it's like. It's like at the end of an exam when you're not even half done. That's what it is. And you've got your and your arm is almost. That's him. Look at him, bro. Yeah. He looks. He's aged about six, seven yeah, yeah, years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know when like the president they say ages after eight years. He's aged after eight weeks. Yeah, he has. He looks as old as they come. He hasn't got a, a wink of sleep. No. Anyway, that bloke just slept through half of his exam, and now he is trying to frantically get this thing done, and he can't. And he's writing now illiterate. You can't read. No, it. you can't read it. That's where Gill is trying to place these Victorian teams around the country. He's got no clue to the point where I wouldn't even be listening to Scaredy Cat Gill. No. I'd be like, you know what, cuz? I'm going to place myself. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I don't think you know what day it is, no, bro. I think Do you know where you to, are? No, someone needs to take poor old SKG and put him in some sort of a, an institution. Yeah. Put him in a straight jacket, lock him up, yeah. and let's let someone else take this thing over. I th- look, I think that's it's smart, and it's... It's humane, Tom, yeah. amongst amongst everything. You I know think what I mean? that's the most important It's humane. Thing Let's institutionalise Gil because he needs it. He God needs it. knows he needs it. And some people in this world do, and that's fine. That's absolutely fine. Let's get him the help he needs. Yeah. Let's get him sleeping again. And let's get the game back on track. Because, look, me and Eddie like AFL. I think that, you know, a lot of punters and dribblers think we don't. We yeah, do. you think we hate it. That's we rubbish. Just, unfortunately, we've been forced into a bit of a competitive streak here because rugby league was coming back. And then AFL's like, oh, you know. Da, da, da. And Volandis has obviously got the the, the, the parochial juices flowing betwixt yep. the thighs, Eddie. Mm-hmm. And so now we're ripping on AFL. But, unfortunately, we're not ripping on him for any other reason than the fact that SKG, Scaredy Cat Gill, leader of the sport, 
as pulling bed shits left, right, and center. Playing one of the great shockers Lost in modern plot. sport history. That's They've as got simple coronavirus. They, you know, all the AFL like sort of media lippy about rugby league. They're always like, oh, the younger brother, and their rugby league's just dumping on their chests. Mm. To put it, you know, a little crassly. Yeah, look, that is a little crass, but sometimes, you know, the moment calls for crass. Yeah. It sometimes, sometimes it does. It does. And Skeddy Kate Gill and the AFL power brokers that they all know this fact, this truth, Tom, that if they don't get their shit together in the face of overwhelming COVID, yeah. riddling the state, yeah. then the NRL is gonna have a free run on the whole season. Yeah. And basically to put a picture and that would mind. that would do Gill laying on his back mm. and Vlandy's on his haunches yep. shitting on his chest mm. Mm. look it's crass it's crass but that's what it that's what it would be like if you had to draw a cartoon of the situation you know those political cartoons yeah, yeah. David uh, Rowe or David whatever David Rowe or like Bo, 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 Bo Bailey Boo Bailey I think mm. I wouldn't be surprised if that's what you saw starting to, to you know infiltrate the papers <laughs> poo based rhetoric <laughs> Punters and dribblers, King's pissed off. The King is pissed off. The King, King Kyrgios. Yeah, King Kyrgios. He's absolutely furious. He's absolutely ropeable. Him and Djokovic have always had a bit of a like an argy-bargy relationship. They don't like each other, quite no. frankly. And I can see why. Djokovic, I think, rubs people up the wrong way. Tremendous player, but magoo. not my cup of tea. No. He's a magoo. I'm a Federer sort of operator, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. I don't... That's not how I fuck. So... Djokovic, anyway, Djokovic has always wanted to be loved. He's yeah. always he's always wanted the adoration of the people. He's been obsessed with it mm. since he came out of the tour and started winning. Yep. Like, consumes his thoughts. Let me be a joker. So Djokovic, who also happens to be an anti-vaxxer by way of his wife, mm. they all are, yeah. has decided that, oh, I'm going to win over some fans by holding an exhibition tournament. In the middle of the global pandemic. In the pandemic. middle of a, a global pandemic, right? Smart idea, bro. Yeah. Anyway, so he assures everyone it's fine. They get started. Anyway, apparently Gregor Dimitrov, who used to date Sharapova, they used to call him Baby Fed, but then he just never did anything, so he lost that nickname pretty quickly. Yeah. yeah that, one, <laughs> that one that you have to perform if you want that yeah, to stick around. Now, now you're Sharapova's ex. Yes. Put it that it. way. Yeah. Uh, he apparently brought it into the setup, and then everyone got it to the point where Djokovic and his wife got it, and they had to shut it down, and he just looked like the biggest kook. And he has since come out through his father trying to blame Dimitrov. Like, oh, this is all Dimitrov's fault for bringing in COVID. It's like, nah, cuz, you held the event, you held the exhibition, and you invited people. Yeah. That's on you, mate. But also, we, I mean, are we even certain it's Dimitrov Sharapova's ex that brought it in? Like, or is that just the accusation? No, no that's what I'm, yeah, but I'm saying. If that's your argument... Which that, you're making, yeah. it doesn't mean anything. No. It doesn't change anything, mate. I'm not saying it was Dimitrov that brought it in. You mean Sharapova's ex? Sharapova's ex, that's right. I'm thinking it was probably the anti-vaxxer himself. Yeah. Ir ironic that uh, the anti-vaxxer in Novak uh, struck down with COVID. Now, look, obviously no one wants anyone to get COVID. Hope he's well, hope he's okay. But when you are touting backwards-ass anti-vaxxer rhetoric... Mm. When you're preaching that, you know, if you live a healthy, balanced lifestyle, you're not going to get it because the body can fight itself. Yes. It's pretty funny when you get it. When you then get it. And you become the laughing stock of, of, the, tennis of, world. The, of the sporting world, yes. of the world in general. True. So anyway, King ripped you and you asshole because he doesn't like it. And he's like, don't you ever call me irresponsible or immature again, you drop kid. Yeah, like, which was a great point. 
even when King was all fiery and pissed off, I wasn't even thinking about that side of things. When everyone's talking about like King, you know, his behavior on court's irresponsible. Or, like he's bringing the game into disrepute. It's like, well, in fairness to King, Novak here has done. He hasn't done worse because it's not directly tennis related. But it's like it's more irresponsible. It's way more irresponsible, mate. Everyone has this conception about around King that he's a fuck up off the court. He's not really. No. He he, he crushed a car in Canberra. Yeah. He throws and he swears on the tennis court and he's lazy off it. If you want to say it that way, like he sometimes he just doesn't want to play tennis. He'd rather do other things. Rupert. But, but he's yeah, like shag beautiful women. Fine, good on ya. you. You've earned that right, young yes. King. But like he's not out there holding. COVID tournaments, is he? No. You know what I mean? In the middle of a pandemic. In the middle of a pandemic. He's not that stupid. Now, I did... Uh, I think initially when King so, came out, he was he was blown up because uh, <laughs> there was footage of like Djokovic and they were all like doing the Macarena at some... at the tournament like celebration. Oh, yeah. Like the, like the, the opening party or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah. And Djokovic like... Oh, I almost threw up watching him trying to do that Macarena. Macarena that Made was, me feel ill. Yeah, that was as gawpy as it gets. Yeah, well, he's such a Magoo. Yeah. God, he's a Magoo. Anyway, recently, Zverev, another up-and-coming player. Oh, he's probably... He's there now. He's I wouldn't say he's up-and-coming. He's, hot, he's well. hot. He's hot now. He is hot. He's very attractive. Uh, was partying in what looked like the med. You know, it, it had it had Ibiza, yeah, it had very, uh, Mykonos it looked, vibes it about it. It looked like a good time. There were there were there were hot ladies everywhere, hot guys everywhere, saxophone playing. Yeah, look, the, look, wherever they were, they were having the time of their lives. There was yeah. a lot of attractive women there, and I think what's happened is Verev has been like, I'm going to film this sick party, but then you know, as a lot of people do, they just want to. Don't don't forget, I'm here too. I'm filming it. No, no, I'm here. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Like, I didn't just post this because someone sent it to no. me. Like, I'm in the video. I'm also here with these honeys. But what he fails to realise is that for, for someone in your position, top five player in the world, like, out there partying, no, not a good look. Apparently, he was... I don't know if he was at the Djokovic thing or not, but he was supposed to be quarantining for 14 days, and he's posted this. Yeah, that's right. That's quarantine. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, that's right. We put up the, the... So that got King fired. Well, that got King fucking fuming. Mm, mm. I don't know if I've seen the King this angry off the court. So we put it up on our gram. I'm just going to play it for the P and the D just to hear King go off. I think it's, it's worth listening to the King. It's worth listening. He doesn't miss. I see, I see more, more controversial things happening all over the world. Um, but one that stuck out for me was, was seeing... Sasha Zverev again, man. Again, again. How selfish can you be? How selfish can you be? I mean, if you have the audacity to fucking put out a tweet that you made your management right on your behalf saying you're going to self-isolate for 14 days and apologising to fucking general public about putting their health at risk, at least have the audacity to stay inside for 14 days. My God. Have your girlfriend with you for fucking 14 days. Jesus, man, pissing me off. This tennis world's pissing me off. Seriously, how selfish can you all get? Yes, King. Now, love, love that he's filming that while he's driving. Yeah, he's he's literally driving a car uh, and looking at his phone and filming it. But I like to think that he's not holding it. He's just got that on a stand. Yeah, somewhere. I think he's got some. I sort think of he's stand. just got some sort of stand. Now, obviously, still highly illegal, but like one of those magnetic yeah, car yeah, stands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Or well, maybe, yeah, yeah, look, look, illegal, but, and I mean, some could say that that's as irresponsible and dangerous as well, uh, but I wouldn't be prepared I, to say that. I wouldn't be prepared to say I that. Would. I think given the circumstances, Tom, I'm not going to say it. Well, the world wanted to know what he thought. Yeah. And, and he said it. He said it. It was like, And him need... and Vera's are mates as well, apparently. Are they? Yeah, that's what I read in an article. So he's like going at him anyway. I mean, he doesn't take shit. No, he doesn't take. He doesn't suffer fools. That's what king. I'm saying. He doesn't suffer fools. It doesn't matter if you're a mate, bruh. No. You fuck up. You're getting the wrath. I'm coming at you. Yeah. Sorry, bruh. I need to make. I need to go nuclear on you. Mm. And did. Yeah. I need to bloody. I'm putting my fastest serve on you. No slice on this one. Look, I, King seems to me to be in a really good space. I think so. I think Kings are in a really good he's, space. He's on that moral high ground right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, which, which I'm liking. Yeah, yeah, I'm liking that. He's punching down at the moment. Yeah. I'm really enjoying he's got it. Everyone saw it. He got. Look, he helped the nation through the bushfires. He did genuinely helped the nation through the bushfires. Cried on court. Obviously, Kobe Bryant dying broke his heart, and we mm. saw the the Corey Horsburgh style on court emotion. We did. Which always was lovely. Always in the jersey now. Might have the six or might have the he's 24. He's got fucking Kobe and LeBron tattooed on his forearm. I think he's in a good space. And by that, punters and dribblers, I mean Grand Slam space. Yeah. That's what I see in the future for King. Yeah. I see famous wins stuff. Famous wins, moral high ground, other the, hand. Like if the US Open goes ahead, which it shouldn't, but it's looking like they will, I reckon there's a reason for that as well. I went back through like the annals of history. The US Open has never not been held since it was started. You know, like all the other tournaments have stopped for wars and, and the like. Right. Whereas the US Open was held all through that. That's a uniquely American thing to do. I reckon, but I reckon that's what it was. Nothing could stop us. Yeah. Even if, well, I mean, you just yeah, the country's fucked as it is. But so, so even if he even if he doesn't get at the US Open, I see I see good things happen for King at the Aussie. Yeah, he won't go to the US. He's like fuck that shit. Yeah, I got a new girlfriend. She's a ten. Yeah, I'm just gonna drive my Mustang through Canberra, film myself, train and play on Aussie train. courts, and prepare for the Aussie court hard yeah. court season yeah. in January, Feb. Bag back, bags very yeah. I think that's all that's going to happen, and I'm all for it. I'm yep. here for King. We're yeah, here yeah. for you, King. Punters and dribblers, I think that's a good bet. King to win the Australian Open 2021, yeah. if it's held. Yeah. I think it's a great bet. I'd load up. I'd load up. And uh, also, again, just a shout-out to King's new Misso, who Fox Sports have men's, women's weekly it and given us the insight. Don't know her name, but did see the article. She looked... She also did not... Fantastic. Looks, looks the good Australian girl. You know that I don't know. I, what? Not many followers. Like just sort of like just seems like a, yes, the girl next yeah. door vibe. Not a clout chaser. No, girl She's next just, door yeah. vibe. But with uh, Dave, can you actually just find that while we're talking about yeah. her? I feel like. Do you want her name? Yeah, yep. Kiara Passari. Okay, so where's she from? Like, um, looking. It says an article. Kiara Passari sounds. Passari obviously doesn't sound Anglo-Saxon, but it doesn't sounds, need to be. No, of course it doesn't. And I mean, this is a, the, I mean, Australia, a proud and fantastic multicultural land that we come from. You and I, half Kiwi ourselves. That's right. Dior Dave of South African origin. Yeah. We're, we're, a, we're a, it couldn't be more diverse. We're a cultural hotbed in here. <laughs> but. Speaks for the nation at large. Speaks for the nation at large. So, Kiara, was it? Yeah, Kiara. Kiara sounds like a Canberra name. It does. Pasaris, what? Could that be Italian? Could that be Greek? Okay, I'm not great with. Uh, names Names Origins of names No, no. Dave uh, mm, Can you help us here Not so much about origins and names no, but I'm okay. on Unless Instagram. your name was Shane Keith Yes Then we obviously know that where you're born and bred <laughs> uh, Her Instagram's showing you know, pretty Aussie stuff That's what I'm saying Most of her photos around here How many not, followers? Uh, just like almost 500 
Oh, see? No, 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 5,000. Sorry. Oh, no, that's all. You know, that, that could have been. No, but, no, but, she, but he's been posting her. That, yeah, she was, and she would have been a girl that looks like her. Only 5,000. Yeah, that's her. true. Girl next door, I'm yeah, telling you. And that's probably, I don't, obviously, I don't know, but that seems to me like a lockdown love story. I think so. I think that's new because King, not too long ago, was talking about banging fans. So I He feel was. Like was this a, a fan that's become a girlfriend? I think that, I mean, just from Kiara. Seems like she's not in it for that sort of stuff. She's more like, oh, we bumped into each other getting milk. Yeah, yeah. Grabbed for the same avocado. He was a boy. She, she was, was a girl. girl. Could I make it any more obvious? <laughs> Shout out to Avril Lavigne. Skater boy. Heard it on the radio the other day. Said see you later, boy. She wasn't good. Uh, so this is, he was a tennis yeah. star. Oh, boys, Kiara, definitely Aussie. Look, she's got a bit of a throwback photo on Instagram here of her parents out on a footy field. Doesn't oh, get more Aussie than that. That's as Aussie as it fucking gets. Mum and dad, what's that, back in the 60s, 80s, 70s? Terrific. Told ya. Shout out to Kiara. Shout out to King. Punish Dribbles, the podcast this week, obviously brought to you by baggycaps.com.au. Friends of the show, where all great baggy caps are made, Eddie. The greatest baggy caps in all the land, Tom, are made at baggycaps.com.au. They're tremendous. We've got we've got ours, and we love them. Well, ours have been... We've had ours for a couple of years now, I think, in as good a condition as ever. They, they don't deteriorate like the Australian baggy no, greens. No, mine's in mint condition. Yeah. It is tremendous quality. Now, Unrivaled. Uh, if you go to the website, you check it out. You can get them for your cricket clubs, friendship groups, whatever you want. But you can also... The, the website is very versatile, so you can have different colors. You can have writing on it. I was quite surprised when, I, we, very, when we went there for the very first time just about how uh, malleable the Baggy Cups team are in terms of what hats you can get, what they can offer you, different things here, logos, this, that, and the rest. So they're actually very good. Patchwork, colors, tremendous. Uh, so baggycaps.com.au. All right, punters, just want to give a quick shout-out to the Banksia Project. Banksia Project is all about blokes helping other blokes, mates supporting mates. Their growth rooms are free programs for anyone to jump on and learn about their own health and well-being. Have a safe chat about anything and support others. Look, uh, times get tough for everyone. You and I both know that. We've got friends, family, acquaintances. Everyone's got someone who goes through tough times. And it's important to have the skills to deal with the challenges and to stay healthy. Go beyond awareness and learn practical skills to stay happy with a group of mates supporting you. Absolutely right, Tom. So give them a follow, punters and dribblers, at The Banksia Project on social media or check out their website, www.thebanksiaproject.org.au. Their info might be useful for you or one of your mates. Check them out. All right, time to dribble. Lots to dribble. G'day, Tom and Eddie. Shout out to the punters and... Um, it's the Hyper Jubilee here. Look, it's Wednesday night, so I'm presuming you've heard uh, the terrifying news that uh, the uh, digital cigarette is about to be banned, um, imported from the overseas. I mean, I myself have been on the digitals uh, for about a year and a half now, being on the analog cigarettes for about 10 years. Um, look, first impressions, extremely frightened. Uh, don't know what to do with myself. Now I've got six, um, you know, one shipment coming from New Zealand tomorrow, the other shipment coming from uh, the US on Friday. Look, boys, Jerry, tough times. Wanted to get your opinions on it, being fellow vapors um, on the show, I have noticed. Um, look, what are your thoughts on it? What are we going to do from here? 
makes it look really worrying. Um, shaking in my uh, in my boots, I am. Very keen to get your opinion on that. Don't really know what to do with myself at the moment. Um, you know, really taking in every wave, you know, every nail from here. So I'd love to get your opinion. Anyways, just going to renew soon. One word. Look, um, yeah, there was a lot of frightened punters and dribblers out there. A lot of frightened pun- punters and dribblers. What they've done, though, is they've extended... Well, they've postponed the ban until the end of the year, I believe. Why? Is this Big Siggy, Big Tobacco, just trying to fuck us? I don't know if it's Big Tobacco trying to fuck us. I don't know if it's the government trying to look at ways to legalise it here so that they can tax it appropriately. I don't know what the hell's going on. So, obviously, they've postponed it, right? Which is good. But I was thinking, mate, cigarette sales will go through the roof if they get rid of vaping. I, I don't even understand exactly what their MO is around it. It's just because it's bad for you? Is that what it is? It must be. Well, they don't give a fuck about selling ciggies. Yeah. I think um, maybe, they're, maybe they're thinking that too many young people are bring, taking it up. Yeah, but but fun- young people take up smoking. Exactly. When they go out, it's cool. And they're on the rums and they're on the Red Bulls. Yeah. They're like, get me a dart, brah. Yeah. That's what happens. That's how it goes. You're obviously not really tapped in with the way people That's think. what makes me think it's, it's big ciggy. Well, it's that. What I've heard is it's that, like the cigarette lobby in Australia. But also the fact that, you know, going into this recession now, they want to be making money off everything. And they're not making money off people importing these vapes and shit. They need to be, you know, buying Australian shit. So maybe it's money off that. Aussie vapes. Well, you'd hope so. Because at the moment, it's illegal to sell vapes here. But you can own them. Well, let's get some vape. Let's get in the vape game. Yeah. Well, people talk about that, mate. There's... There's a lot of money in the vape game, I think. There's a lot of money. HSP vapes. But you could also, just if you're a desperate punter or dribbler and this band does go through, you can go to the doctor and get an exemption. I think it would be as easy as going, I'm a smoker, bro, and I need this because otherwise I'm going to go back to cigarettes. And they'll be like, yeah, sweet. Right. Well, apparently they'll push you to the other shit first before the vapes. They'll be like, oh, have you tried the gum? Have you tried and you'd be like, yeah, bro. And, yeah, 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 I have. Yeah, I have. I've tried it all. I've tried it all. Give me the vape. <laughs> exactly. Uh, good dribble, but we've been postponed, so you know, you you must be feeling a lot better about Vape it. Vape soon, bruh. Time to stockpile, bruh. Friend, of, actually, mate of mine, Andrew Parson was like, he was like, um, he was so like wigged out about it. He put in like a mega order. I don't really? know how much he spent, but it was. See, yeah, vapes. I'm not. I only vape when I'm on the piss or when I'm in here doing this thing, or you know, but like. It doesn't leave his mouth. When I heard those news stories, I was like, oh, okay, it doesn't really bother me. My brother vapes hard as well, so he's just always vaping. Yeah. Always on the jewel. Pounds the jewel. Shit. That couldn't be good for you. No, it couldn't. They're so addictive. Uh, G'day, boys. It's the Big Cheese here. Listen, no song this time. I'm still waiting on Mr. Fanning to get back to me on the last one, actually, but thought in the meantime, I'm just waiting on the whole Battle of the Bankstown situation we've got going on, so... As a local resident, it's got me quite intrigued. And I've got to say, from the get-go, uh, OGBD, the original Bankstown dribbler, it really sounds like he's got this one in the bag. You know, he's coming with a lot of energy, a lot of passion, a lot of cousins by the sounds of it. So if you're a bet man, I'd say get the checkies out, put the house in it, you know, uh, yachts in sort of stuff. And he's um, he's been talking about those temporary fences, which sound great. I'd um, I'd just maybe suggest Smith Park near East Hill Station as a possible backup, maybe a venue change. You know, a bit of neutral ground, uh, close to the station, as I said. Not the greatest drainage system in the area, so it could get the elements involved if it's been a bit of a wet weekend. Um, plenty of bricks and sticks around. Also got the cricket nets, so 
could work as a sealed cage match, uh, which Keith suggested. Um, also, something to think about is the boys and girls high school and the primary school just next door. So, if we time it right, could get a pretty big crowd around there. I'll, I'll leave that one up to D or Dave and DPD to decide. Uh, now, moving on to Keith. <laughs> Mate, um, not too sure where to start, buddy. I... I guess I'll give you credit for the Belmore shout-out. You know, I used to work at, um, at Canterbury League there, so I do know the Oval and the train quite well. That's a great shout. But, mate, you lost me there because you're talking about, you're talking about Tim Cahill not being relevant since 06. Like, well, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, Keith, but does our left foot volley off the crossbar World Cup 2014 ring a bell? Like, <laughs> if you're from Bankstown and you bleed blue like the rest of us, you'd know that June 18th that year... But the New South Wales got a 6-4 tight win against Queensland and Sydney, which rolled into Australia v Netherlands in the World Cup, mate. If that's not relevant, like... You're, mate, you're talking about fucking Terry Lamb. Mate, Terry Lamb wasn't doing that six years ago. I can tell you that for fucking free. Like, you reckon Tim K, he was not relevant, and you're telling the Bankstown dribbler to dribble more about Bankstown. Like, what do you mean, mate? Well, you can come up with this Terry Lamb. Like, you should just talk about... um. Bloody Steve and Mark War, you know. There's a whole bloody list, mate. What about um, what about Paul Keating or you know Piggy Riddell? You no, know, should be should be talking about Jeff Thompson or spinning a yarn about bloody uh, Casey Donovan, you know. Australian <laughs> Idol fame, you know. What about um Ian Thorpe from Milpera, you know the Storpedo? No, should be talking about when Thorpe. Well, <laughs> what do you do? You've found a fucking backseat of a car in Panania Bath Street at 3am a few years ago like NRL off-season scandal sort of shit and you're talking about fucking Inarado Memorial Oval like you played on it mate if you knew if you played on it you know Graham Thomas is the outer oval mate like you want to be the real Bankstown like mate kick up your fucking act Keith you know but I'm not going for the title I'm the big cheese brother I know who I am. I'm loud and proud. If someone wants to come for my title, they can try, brother. Well, I'm, I'm willing to share with Hector Cheese. Yeah, you know, that's hell. a great share. But, like, if someone wants to come for the big cheese, fucking give it a crack. Mate, until then, dick pick soon, Bracey. Be as soon everyone else. Uh, shout out to Big Tasty and the Tasty Boys. Boys. Mate, I mean, is he, he's the third bank sound dribbler. Oh, my God. But he just doesn't want the official title. No. That was tremendous. That was as good as, I mean, he, he's fucking probably, he's up there in the top three bank sound dribblers. He's up, well, he's, he sure as shit is. He might be number one. That that was some terrific local knowledge he imparted, though. Really good local knowledge. And it sounded like the concise nature of the dribble, like there were dot points used, but he spoke so quickly that I find it hard to believe that dot points were even there. Look, I it, it felt like a dot point dribble, but he just he was the tempo, Tom. Yeah. That's what sold me. Yeah. Tempo It was like a sleep dribbler tempo, yeah. but a dot point yeah. framework. Yeah, that's exactly right. A hybrid dribble. It was, wasn't it? For the big cheese. Yeah, I like the cheese. Love right. that. That's terrific. Keith, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. You, I mean I don't know where you're at now, bro. Keith just got a pounding. Oh, are you in no man's land, Keith? Yeah. Are you even from Bankstown? That's Ooh. tough. Tough. Really tough. Yeah, g'day, Uncle Tom, Uncle Eddie, uh, punters and dribblers, and in particular, the uh, the boys on the Disciples of St. PVL group chat, um, one of the all-time great group chats, actually. Um, I've got just two quickies this morning. Um, first and foremost for, uh, in particular, Tom and Eddie, um, 
I floated the name. Um, oh, sorry, I should have clarified. It's um, it's Grandpa Joe, also known as the Bedfall Dribbler. Um, I gave that name to myself. Please don't me. Anyway, uh, floated the name Teddy to the missus. Uh, even went down the Theodore angle. Uh, she didn't. She didn't go for it. But we did go with Kate and Wade. Um, and oh, look, call me biased, but has a bit of a rugby league feel to it. And the young fellow's got a bit of a bum chin, so make of that what you will. Um, secondly, Kate just for you, Tom, um, listening to your story of the own goal, own goal when you were playing soccer, um, I could empathise with um, with your pain there. So I figured I'd take some of the heat off you and share one of my own stories. Um, I played half a season of under 10s footy for the Tuggerong Buffaloes in Canberra. Um, very rarely got a run. Uh, the one day I did get a run, though, however, I got my one and only touch of the ball for the season and then I got spear-tackled. Um, and then about 10 minutes later in the game, the goalposts actually collapsed and fell on my head. Um, and that was, that was probably the end of my rugby league career from there. So, uh, yeah, just wanted to share that one with you. Um, I do understand the pain of going through those hard memories every day. And, um, look, he- here if you need to chat. Anyway, boys, be soon. Go the Roosters. <laughs> Fucking hell. Good dribble. Great dribble. And shout out to Kate and Wade. He was oh. trying to get Teddy off the ground. Kate I mean, and Wade. I think he said Kate and. Kate and Wade. I think he said Kate and Wade. I can see Kate and Wade locking a scrum. Oh, Kate and Wade would lock. Yeah. He'd lock a scrum. Yeah. That's a great rugby league name. That is. And, uh, yeah, dude, getting hit in the head with the post collapsing on you, that's, uh, that's tough. The spear tackle into the collapsing post, that's rare. That's rare. But that's under 10s. Like would have league. been a great game to watch if that happened to oh. you. Your dad must have been proud as punch. He would have been. He would have been proud as punch. There's <laughs> my boy giving his all. Yeah. Uh, oh, 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 he's just been oh, speared. Oh, oh yeah. he's just been speared. Oh, and now the post has taken him out. Yeah, your mother said you can't play anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good lord. Good dribble. Um, uh, the Calamity Dribbler here. G'day to all the punters and dribblers. Tom and Eddie, thanks to your days. Love your work. Look, I uh, lost the plot a few weeks ago and obviously was cut. It's more than five minutes. I'm going to stick my dot points first. Um, Eagles and Cronulla. Let's go to the Sharks. Sioni Katoa. Uh, it's going to smash you down the right side. Love, can't wait to see it. Um, dot point two, Brushes Flame, Cliff Lyons. At the... Um, Oh, God, it's forgotten again. Uh, Novotel. Um, you got dot points, uh, bro? Manly Beach Hotel. Uh, oh, gosh, probably early 90s. Um, stroll in to the, uh, the men's after a couple of fine bevies at the bar. And who do I see there was uh, none other than the master Cliff Lyons. Cliffy in full regalia. Mullet. Um, wasn't quite pants down around the ankles. Gil McLaughlin style. Scaredy. Uh, but no, he was there. He certainly had his. Uh, uh, he was letting him. He was relieving himself, which was um, not that I had a peek. And, but anyway, Cliff's hands free, hands free, hands free with little Cliff doing his thing. Uh, one left hand on the hip, uh, right hand with a full stub of VB, uh, pushing it down. There he was, big Cliff, little Cliff, in and out. It was great to see. Um, shout out to uh, the sleep dribbler. Love your guts. Awesome stuff, boys. Um, also like the idea that Beatman Beth is um, being entered by the ghost of Donald. Um, it's quite, quite the, 
That was terrific. Fantastic. Of course, Cliffy Lyons doesn't use any hands when he's at the trial. No. I'd be furious if I heard that he was doing anything other than a hands-free trough situation. When you've got a fire hose, Dave, you can, you can just let it hang, You can do mate. whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, hi there, Tom and Eddie, punters, and dribblers, and those dribblers. Uh, like to hear a few more of you on the podcast, to be honest. I uh, just want to pay my respect to, you know, Big Tasty and Tasty Boys and Ghosty. But um, this, this is just going to be a bit short and sweet and... You know, I've just got a main main thing here, and that's that. Um, I know you guys think that AFL is a beater, uh, perhaps the pansies or dickwads or you know butt munches, whatever you want to say. But true thing, I love the game. It's freaking wicked. Grew up playing it, love it, awesome. And I really think probably should pay just that little bit more. You know, like, just that respect that that game deserves because it's a bloody good game. And even though AFL management is, you know, maybe a bit questionable, not so, you know, yeah, you know, can't get a written a brothel kind of thing, that's all good. What if? Trying to make dogs. Can't just be. Because sport actually spectators real winner here now, mate. Yep, that's right. Anyway, be soon. Want to know your thoughts. Look, firstly, shout out Miss Driblet. I don't know if you gave your name. Not sure she did. Uh, well, look, as we said, love AFL. Uh, respect to the athletes. Dylan Buckley, a dear friend of the podcast. And, you know... Um, we like AFL as much as the next bloke, yeah. Tom. I think that's fair to say. Well, we've just been final day. We're we've been we've just been critical it. of Skeddy Cat, Gil McLaughlin, and the nightmare that he's m- made you enter. Yes, that's Listen, all. That's we all just it is. call it as we see it here. Never lied. We don't lie. No even, fibs on the podcast. Even AFL people are bagging AFL because exactly right, right now it's a bin fire. This time last year, we weren't talking about AFL. Like no, we this. weren't. No, we weren't. We were positive. We did, whole, we did whole podcasts on AFL. We designated whole podcasts, sometimes two a week, to AFL. That's right. But at this point in our, you know, in our lifetime, in the, the history of the game, it's hard to when there are two-minute quarters. <laughs> yeah, g'day, Tom and Eddie. It's just Storms here from Newcastle. Mate, I just want to know if, uh, quick one here, if Kendrick Haddon... What do you reckon? He's a love child of Vossi and Blocker Roach. I reckon it's 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 got to be 100 percent here. Just love to see your thoughts, boys. Be here soon, and uh, yeah, up the nights. Oi oi. Shit. I mean, could be. Could be. I'm not ruling it out. No, Kendrick, a real. Uh... Needle mover on the P's and D's page. Real needle mover. The, a lot of lot of chatter internally, externally ar- around the existence of Kendrick, whether or not he might have been a... A troll page, a meme page. Does right. he really exist? Yeah, yeah. We thought at one point that Kendrick may actually be the hitman. That's what we thought. That's the current That's the current uh, belief that's going on in and amongst the halls of Hello Sport. That's right. Tom and I you became rather fascinated with it, I think it's fair to say. Yeah. I, so I went on a, on a big deal 
a really big lunchtime Dior trying to get to the bottom of Kendrick and why he doesn't have why I can't see his friends on Facebook. Yeah. Why he only has like three um, cover photos and has the same Instagram and Facebook display picture, which is pretty rare, Tom. That is rare these days. Obviously reps the high vis across the board, but I looked into it and I was like, okay, who's he playing for in these teams? Worked out it was Melbourne University, third grade premiership. I think Hatton took a couple of wickets, didn't bat. Didn't bat. I was like, okay, Kay Hatton. So has the hitman gone onto the Melbourne University, you know, cricket page and sort of dug up a bloke who doesn't have a profile? Maybe, not ruling it out. But then I was like, okay, how can I how can I go further? How can I verify Kendrick's profile as being authentic? Mm. So I went and found another teammate from the premiership winning season, 18-19 off the top of my head, Tom. Um, there was a fellow in there who had put up a photo of them celebrating the win and Kendrick had liked that photo from about two years ago. So I thought, <laughs> yeah. that's got to be strong enough. That's pretty good. Because- Are you Kendrick? Look at this fucking Dior you're doing. This well, I, made, a- I became obsessed with it. You I was like, I had to. You had to do it. I had to know if he was real or not. Yeah. had to know. Yes. And he is real. He is real as best as I can tell. Yes. It was a deep, deep Dior. Yeah. So, so he definitely could be the love child of Blocker and Vossi. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. In a roundabout way. Because he, he is real. So that is possible. Yeah. Given that he's real. Yes. And given that Vossi and Blocker are real. <laughs> Two. Boys, I think I've found Kendrick's My Cricket profile here. I was on that the other yeah, day. I found that one. Yeah. Mm. It's got a, got a lot, of, lot of games behind he's him. He's played for a lot of clubs. Yeah. Loves the game. Is he yeah. a clubman? Yeah. Has he got like an average? Does it give you an average or a... Uh, batting average 13. Not great, Kendrick. Bowling average 15. Best bowling figures 9 for 63. That's Pretty good. That's very yeah. good. What's he bowling? It uh, doesn't say, I don't think. I don't know. He wouldn't, he wouldn't bowl leg spin, would he? No, I wouldn't have thought so. I wouldn't have thought so. Medium pace. He seems like a medium pace guy, and that's not a knock on him, but like... Just re- just from the way you, like he yeah. responds to criticism, yeah. is there's no spin about his response. Well, he tries to nip the ball around, doesn't yeah, he? He's he a does. Nippy yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's become sort of semi-famous. Semi? Well, is 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 famous. Uh, hello, Tom and Eddie. It's um the RBD. The Real Bank Sun Dribbler, also known as uh, Keith, Big Keith. Um, I've been off the grid a little bit lately. I've uh, been up at McLean, been in the McLean yeah. tank water. It's a little bit different to the Tamworth tank water. Uh, Obviously. It's uh, less possum, more magpie. Um, on my drive back to God's Country Bank Sound on Wednesday, I was getting text after text saying, um, You got lit up. You got smoked. Well, cuz the only thing that got smoked, and I'm telling you, the only thing that got smoked was a couple of hongers on a Friday night down at Lambeth Reserve because I'm telling you, I'm sick of this shit. I'm not going to cop it from OGBD. I'm not going to cop it. Cuz if you think my name is Keith, if you think I'm actually putting my real name on the socials, mate, your highlights are seeping into your brain. Let me put this real, real simple for you. Cuz you're the Canterbury Bank Sound Express. All right, you're a News Corp hack. I am the Canterbury Bankstown torch, you know. I'm a local community asset, cuz. You got that? 
I will give you the golf results. I will give you the football results. I'll give you the league results. I'll give you the cricket results week after week consistently for 80 years. Because let me put this in even more simple terms. I am Bankstown Square, you know. I'm easily accessible for ages 8 to 80. You are Bankstown Central. You're flash. But no one wants to go shop at you. No one wants that. I, I swear, no one wants that. No one wants that. So you, you call me out the pork eating puck? All right, let's go. I'll burn you down like Town Hall. But first, what we need to do, we need to take a, take a quick trip in my Honda. I used to have a Subaru, but I had to sell it because I'm having a baby, God bless. But first off, we need to get in my Honda. We need to go down to the Christie Centre. We what? need to go to the original no, mattress wow. factory. And we need to talk to Linda. And I'm going to say to Linda, Linda, you need to find us a medium firm mattress. Because what I'm going to do to the OGBD is put him to sleep, cuz. Okay? Bricks and sticks soon. Okay, beer soon, bricks and sticks. Peace. Okay. The shit that happens on this podcast never ceases to amaze me, Tom. Never ceases. I didn't know two weeks ago that we would be balls deep in <laughs> a Bankstown Wolf. <laughs> I did not see this coming. I did not see this coming. I mean, I never know what's going to happen, but I sure as shit didn't think we were going to be in a Bankstown turf war where there's rival factions going at each other left, right, and centre. I mean, Kendrick Hatton's trying to buy in. Kendrick He's not in. even from Bankstown. He's from Wollongong, in Victoria. Kendrick wants in on the Bankstown turf war. What the fuck's going on? Oh, my God. What world is this? It's rolled the punters and the jubblers up. I don't it know has. what it is about Bankstown, but it's, it's lit the fire of the belly. <laughs> Fucking Good hell. Lord. All right, noted. Noted, yeah. <laughs> Bankstown, needle mover. Is this a double? <laughs> yep. Only a uh, bad double. Fuck. Hello, it's the Victorian dribbler. Just want to say that if anyone thinks Cooper Cronk isn't immortal, you're all cunts. Because, frankly... Since he's left, Queensland hasn't won shit. And fucking, he's won three fucking premierships in a row. Don't see Cameron Smith doing that. And quite frankly, also, Kendrick Hatton, no good. No good, mate. Um, sure, you're a good bloke. Love to have a beer with you. But uh, my mate, Zerby Six, he's big. He's fat. We love him. But, uh, yeah. Zerby, you want to have a chat? Zerby, have a chat. Fuck it. Nope. Nah. That was bizarre. It was a train wreck. Don't even go the second. I didn't. Good. Tom, Eddie, could not be happier that my boys, the Cowboys, beat the fucking uh, Newcastle Knights. Couldn't be happier. Uh, my my concern is Bradman Best. I think Bradman Best is an absolute throbber. But what has me concerned is the bloke is 18 and he has a fucking... Um, he's got a fucking tattoo on the front of his fucking... Um, yeah, Shinta. I'm getting mad Josh Dugan vibes with this count. I think that he's going to be an absolute throbber. 
I reckon he's going to be one of the best players the game's ever seen. But at the same time, I think he's probably going to do some weird shit on top of a house drinking vodka cruises. And he's going to get sacked by the Newcastle Knights. Uh, I want to be proved wrong. And I'll happily be proved wrong. Neil, so tell me, tell me what's up. If you think he's a good, if you think he's a good, like, if you think he's a good egg, I'm into it. And I want the guy to be the best player ever. But at the same time, I just see a tattoo on the front of his fucking calf. And I just, <laughs> I get mad fucking Bronson Cherry vibes. And I don't want that. I don't want it at all. Same time, uh, Big Tasty and Tasty Boys, love, love what you're doing. Love what you're doing. Um, but in terms of the Beadman shin tat, now the shin tat can go two ways because King Gutho has a shin tat and the man's a standing, an upstanding moral citizen. Mm. But then in fairness, Dugan and Cherries of the world, not they're not upstanding moral citizens, Cherry not so much, but the shin tat can be a gateway tat. Yeah, it's a gateway tat. It's a gateway tat, absolutely. It can, it can lead, can lead to bad boy behavior yes it has a history of enticing encouraging bad boy, bad behavior. boy behavior it's almost like the devil on your shin yes the devil on your <laughs> shin now clint gutherson almost doesn't seem like the shin he's he's cut for the cut out for the shin tat doesn't make sense on clint's shin i don't I, it's not a real shin tat. it's not a real shin tat now beadman best has has a troubling haircut as well and mm. not that it's you could see that haircut on anyone, but on that thick Newcastle head of his with that shin tat, mm. I can see why that dribbler might be concerned about, you know, the Dugan Cherry vibes, maybe. Mm. But he's still young. Yeah. Maybe it's just a, a generational thing. It could be. We could we could reach a point in his career, Tom, where we sit here and we go, look, the shin tat doesn't really suit him, much like it doesn't suit Gutho yeah. in that way. In that way. In the gateway tattoo, in the ga- yeah, in that in that world, because the sure. shin tat you can have a tattoo on your arm, on your fucking bicep, you know, on your chest or something. But as soon as you get one on the shin, you're saying you're making a statement about mm. you know where you see yourself mm. now and moving and what forward. you're prepared to do, yeah, to people. Yes, exactly. What you're prepared to do, <laughs> which is you know that can be te- that can be uh, problematic. <laughs> Correct. I'm running out of battery here. Such is the way we have to do these. Okay. You got a charger? No. This is the high-vis dribbler. Tom, Eddie, punters, dribblers, high-vis dribbler calling in. Uh, just wanted to weigh in on this the bang sound dribblers quickly. I don't think they're much chopped, to be quite honest. And um, I think they need to be called out for completely disregarding uh, a couple of the greatest uh, sporting tobbers to really come out of the country. Um, in the War Brothers, uh, given that they're from Bankstown, born and bred. Um, to be quite honest, uh, for mine, given the Bankstown dribblers couldn't even identify the most alpha sporting brothers to have donned the baggy green for the nation, how can they fucking expect the punter and the dribbler to take their power struggle over who's the real Bankstown dribbler seriously? Like, fuck, give me a spell, lads. Um, yeah, anyway, see you soon, boys. I'm out. Kendrick. <laughs> Kendrick wants in on this Bankstown turf war. Oh, he, he wants in. He wants in big time. 
Um, yeah, look, as we said, it's just it's got the punters and the dribblers fired up this bank stamp turf war. I yeah. don't know why. I couldn't tell you why. Good to hear Kendrick's voice. I know he's called before, but I didn't make the connection. It was Kendrick. I forgot. It's now seared into my brain. Now I, I that that voice is seared right deep yeah. deep into the brain. <laughs> I've got Kendrick now. I've got Kendrick on the brain. Thanks, Ken. Cheers, bruh. And hello to you, Tom and Eddie, and hello, sports. It's your favourite Novacastrian. In three, two, one, have a guess. That's right. It's Nilsson over Novacastrian. <laughs> anyway, guys, I just want to give a shout-out to the punters and the dribblers. And um, we're just sitting here arguing. I've got um, Zachy D, uh, Reese J, and the rest of the Nilsson Novacastrian boys. There's 10 of us. We're arguing on um, the greatest captain of Australian cricket history. And we have um, Reese Chestnut Jarrett. He reckons that um, Michael Clark is the greatest captain in in the, in the in the modern era. And I, I do agree with him. I think I think I think the um, I think the blonde bombshell's done a great job for our country. And everyone else is saying Ricky Ponting, and we got a very good rem- uh, memorabilia. Very good memory. Do you remember the day when Michael Clark cleaned up the tail of India? What day is it? This is descending into chaos at Nilsa's house. Listen, these boys carry on. This is Nilsa here. Kirk Gidley is the greatest ever captain for Australia. Pepsi Max soon, boys. I apologise for everyone carrying on, but um, enjoy the show. <laughs> Bruh. Well, listen, if you're the boys in are house, on a hot one. If you're in Nilso's house and you're not saying that Ricky Ponting's the greatest captain of the modern era and you're saying Michael Clark is, then you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, like Michael Clark had a good he could captain well on the field. But he's not the a, greatest captain. But, but that doesn't mean that he's the greatest captain. Jesus Christ. I mean, really. How many did, did It's it's Ricky. It's Ricky. Or war. Or well, Alan Border. Well, but if they're saying modern, I'd say if I'm saying modern day, I'm saying that's nineties and above, or like ninety five and up. Well, yeah, it depends how you define yeah, modern. Exactly. But, okay, right. well, let's say Tubby from Tubby onwards. Yeah, it's Ricky. Tubby, it's it's Ricky and or or Steve War. There's something about Ricky for me. Yeah, for me as well. Does the, the hairy arms have the, a lot? The to hairy do? arms, like loved, adored yeah. by everyone. Yeah. But it's it, but it's Ricky and Steve Tugger mm. before Pup even gets a fucking look in. Pup's not on the list. Pup's not there. Sorry. Dribblers, Nilso and the Nilso boys, or whatever the fuck he was calling them, Chestnut and and you know. Mate, I'll give you the hot tip. Jerry Michael or Clark wasn't captain when he cleaned up the tail against India. No. So what are you talking? What are about? you talking about? He was. How a, was that relevant? He also was never captain with peroxide hair. So you're calling him the blonde bombshell. That was when he was a young upstart. Rooting birds and bowling offies. No. Wrong. Wrong. Thanks, though. Good question. Good question, but wrong. God, there's a lot of dribbles this week. Good Lord. They love it, don't they? They love it. Hey, boys. Uh, French dribbler again. Not sure if I was concise enough, but in case I missed the point, we want a KFC upsize with three extra wicked wings. So large chips, large drink, three extra wicked wings. Uh, can you boys make that happen? Cheers. Bye. So there was a, uh, a previous dribble to that that went for like 45 minutes and that, what you just heard, was all he was trying to say in it. So 
Much. I'm glad he came back with the concise. So what's he wants? What's he want? A zinger box. He wants. He wants a zinger box, but with the with the ability to upsize. Okay. Well, so you can upsize the chips, obviously, in the drink, but he wants to go six wicked wings instead of three. Yeah. Okay. I understand. You could buy three extras. And just put them in. And just put them in, but he wants some sort of deal. He wants some sort of meal deal. He I wants think. a meal deal. Look, leave it with us. Yeah. I've obviously got plenty of ins at, at Kentucky. Yeah. Um, Why the fuck they don't sponsor us? I don't know. Oh, they will. Someone start DMing KFC. Yeah, let's let's do that. I would love free KFC, bro. I, I know you would. Would you it. do it? Would you do it if they were like, we're just going to give you free KFC, not money? Would I do? Would yeah, I? What, yeah, would I do ads? Yeah, yeah. 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 Wait, what? You wouldn't? I would, but I'd probably be more concerned about where my life would head. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't go well. Would no, it? it wouldn't. Hey, Tom and Eddie, it's uh, N Dog, one of Cum Dog's Newcastle's Cum Boys. Oh my God. Uh, just, just wondering, um, you, you talk a lot about dribblers, but I was thinking, dribblers are basketball players, right? You know, when you play basketball, you do a bit of dribbling, but when you're on the, when you're on the chat line, you're actually dribbling. So, like, what's the difference between a dribbler and a dribbler? Like, D-R-I-V or D-R-I-B? Like, what what's going on here? Can you Can you just, like, give us a bit of a chat on... What is the difference there? Because, you know, I, I can't tell the difference. So, yeah, I'm just, I'm just wondering, mate. So, yeah, that's all, that's all for me, mate. See you soon, guys. Catch you later. You can't tell the difference? I'm trying to work out. Dribbling a basketball is obviously an athletic pursuit. Which, and dribbling on the hotline is what this motherfucker just did. Yeah, that's you're a dribbler. You're a dribbler. As in you've got dribble on your chest. You yeah. should have a bib on. You should have a bib on. That is utter dribble. <laughs> That's what it means. That's what that is. Yeah. Pretty pretty self-explanatory. Don't worry about the next one. Pretty self-explanatory, I would have thought, Tom. If you've got dribble on your chest, you're not you're playing basketball. Yeah, you're a dribbler. You're covered in your own saliva. Yeah. That's how you tell. Evening, P's and D's. It's the Cardiff Manchild here. First on caller, long time listener. Um, fellow dribbler rang up last week and finished with a question. What's your favourite junior sporting moment? Something along them lines. Me being a former Manchild, the Cardiff Manchild, I spent the rest of the week thinking about my junior rugby league days, which is really no different to any other week of what I do any other week. I'm sure a few of us dribblers can relate to that. Um, done my trade out in the centres in the juniors and blossomed into a blown out front row that's terrified of the ball coming his way off the kickoff but still enjoyed good hard honest footy in the local Reggie's con. Bit of a fall from grace, however, wouldn't change a thing. Obviously didn't kick onto any of those Harold Matt sides or anything, but I'd rather one last hit up with the iconic mod ball than a hundred hit ups with an SG ball, whatever the fuck that is, D all. I was always the first feather of the team barbecue. Canning ladies always gave me an extra pack of red frogs for making their sons look good. Teammates' fathers who refused to pay child support would always come to their son's game only to just watch me play. Can't blame them for that, really. Their sons weren't worth the unpaid tab tickets they were holding in their wallets from the night before at the Iron Horse. Um, just speaking on behalf of all the former man child around the country who once dominated God's winter game, it wasn't exactly an easy decline in skill, pace, and natural ability. It took its toll mentally. Um, I dare say a lot of you owe a lot of success to the man-child that was in your side that first came to your mind straight away, of course. Without them, I'm sure you don't feature in that under-12s grand final in second division or you're forced to do a nudie run at the end-of-year father-son trip away. 
Um, unless you were gifted, of course, a sympathetic try by the man child after he ran 100 metres, breaking 12 tackles on the way. With that in mind, reach out to your fellow junior man child, see how he's travelling, see if he's keen to catch up for a beer or wants to throw the mod ball around the local oval, where it all happened, of course. He was there for you when it mattered, now return the favour, because without the man child, junior rugby league just wouldn't be the same. I'll wrap it up with a question, Tom and Eddie. What's your favourite slash least favourite memory of the junior man child? Your Dave, looking at that photo of you playing for Bondi United, posted on your Instagram earlier in the week, I dare say this may bring back some PTSD for you judging at your stature. Apologies for that. Cheers, boys. Pierce soon. Mod Ball soon. Fuck Paul Kent and Kendrick Hatton and Pez. That sounded a lot like a poem. In that some did ways. sound like a poem. That sounded, think... that sounded like a poem from a former man child. And just yeah. thinking about that, I'm it called like, the man child. Like thinking about that, think about all those giant kids who fucking dominated, yeah. who the world was at their feet. Yes, and then the world caught up with them. I'd love to do a doco on, on man childs. Yeah, because it was like because their zenith was like between the ages of. Eight to twelve, yeah. When, when they, they were just, just dominated, dominating. I remember playing against a kid called Tussie in the. Uh, he played for Campbelltown in rugby, and he was this fucking huge Islander dude, like mm. absolutely gigantic, and couldn't tackle him. No one could tackle him. He scored fifty million tries, mm. and it was like the most intimidating fucking thing in the world. In terms of teams with man children, they weren't that. Like, there was always big boys I played with, but not necessarily like your out-and-out man-child. Man child. I remember we played, we were playing footy once. Uh, I would have been like under 13s or 14s, man. You got somewhere around 13, 14 as well, because that's when dudes hit puberty. And I remember I distinctly, this bloke broke the line, big Islander boy. I dropped the shoulder, as the old man always told me, just just try and make your tackle. Just trying and to and bounce off like dad. a Yeah, bounce off like a pinball. Yeah. And I just remember after the game, he's like, "You, did, you're not ta- you don't, you don't know how to tackle." No. Like that was all his always his gripe with me is that I just didn't know how to tackle properly. <laughs> <laughs> and would he tell you? Yeah, he'd be like, "Mate, I used to, I like, I knew how to tackle." That was always his thing. He's like, "I could tackle, and you can't." And, and I'm like, he, "No, I know." Did he try to help you? Of course. But it's just like you can't. It do just, it. I just couldn't get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, was, I, was, I did, probably didn't have the will, the heart. Time. Yeah. Mine was more stepping and running around yeah, people. That you was got a my bit more toe about. That you. was my game. My, I'd, I'd, I'd drop the tackle because you know trying to impress, impress the old Dan. man. You but, know he's there. To yeah, watch. I know he's there, but it never went well. And how did it feel for you at the end of a game? I was never like those. Like, you know those kids that could just snap people in half. Yeah. I never could snap. Like Cameron Lawrence? Like yeah. he, he even look, I hate to say it, but friend of the show Luke Bracey could could eat a human being on the floor. Of course he could. Field. That's course, so yeah. annoying. I know, it's annoying, right? That's he really annoying. could. He could he could eat people. Some but kids had it. Some and you know And like, some didn't. Yeah. But I think it starts and ends with belief. But it belief, but also like if you gotta get him tackling from a young age. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? I yeah. wasn't I wasn't like I could tackle, I was all right. But obviously, I never, I never got the full snap going. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The snap where they'd run into you and you just, just cut them, them in half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I did, it was a fluke. Yeah. How did it make you feel coming off the field when Dad just goes? Did he even say like, "Good game, you scored a try"? Oh no, 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 no. Straight away, just like, mate, you can't. No, no, no. It was shit. always, it was always you played well because I usually scored a couple of tries. I used to go all right when I was younger, yeah, but right. it was always that. But you, you don't know tackle. how to tackle. Yeah, right. that was always it. You don't know what you're doing, Dave. 
do you have any haunting memories of uh, the the man child? I do remember one like school footy gala day kind of thing. I don't know if you boys ever did that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was this one, and it must have been year four or year five. And the other team had a player, and I'm still really not sure because, well, I mean, like him or her, I don't know what to refer because huge, long hair, like Islander, like double the size of me at that age probably. <laughs> and I just have memories of breaking the line, like me pretty much having a piggyback ride another two people on each leg and still just like running down the rest of the field and scoring tries that's that's the sort of that's, that's what we're talking about that's what the man child yeah. is mm. at that age you're you're as a young kid you can't make sense of being that large mm. and being that sort of dominant over another human being my brother had one in his side and like but he he was a big boy and he'd blow so he'd, he'd have a couple of big hit ups a game and then they'd just be out the back like all blowing, off yeah, blowing yeah, yeah. you know what I mean Get him close to the line. Yeah, get him close to the line stuff. Can't remember his name. But good, go, good dribble though. Going on what you were saying, Eddie, about your dad. I used to get. I wasn't sure if it was a compliment or an insult every time I came off a footy field. They're like, "Oh yeah, good effort today. You're probably pound for pound one of the better players on the field." <laughs> well, that's not like, too bad. Yeah. It's, it's sort of saying like, "Look, for a because you know for your size, like they used to say, Jeff Tuvey." pound for pound toughest player of all time mm. now Dave I haven't seen you play but I don't you don't strike me as from the Jeff Toovey mould yeah no you don't have a lot of Jeff I think Dave. that was probably a nice way of saying look you're, you're not the biggest kid on the field that's so, why you're so not so you're, you're putting you're putting in though yeah I think it's yeah. a compliment I think so it's all about effort if you want to you see your son out there giving his all just having a go yeah, having a go loving the sport but obviously you can't tackle it well, yeah. <laughs> playing at scrum half I made up for what I didn't have in size with my niggle and my shit chat on field so okay there, that's like every skin. good halfback right yeah. real like shit talk like every good half that was a good dribble I like that I like that a lot good memories yeah painful though. G'day peas, Dave Tom Eddie lovely to hear you uh, just wanted to get a quick uh, response from you who are the top five Shanes to ever win NRL premierships? And why are they in order? Shane Webke, Shane Rodney, Shane Perry, Shane Elford, and Shane Webke. Uh, just quickly, uh, I want to shout out my support for the OG Bankstown Dribbler. Fuck you, Keith. Um, and Valo Les. Cheers. Be you soon. Well, yeah. I, I, Les doesn't get remembered enough on this podcast. No, he doesn't. Mine, he doesn't. Uh, look, you... You answered that question for us there, but I think they are, without doubt, the top five Shanes to win a premiership. Happy to go with those Shanes, Tom. Yep. Uh, but happy to be to be handed another Shane. Absolutely. I'm just not going to do it. No. Again, we've been in the Singapore sweat box for <laughs> oh, three hours yeah, now, yeah, yeah. and I can't be bothered to Dior Shanes. No. <laughs> there is only one. Bates down, Kibla, forget the rest. You know who it is. His name's Maui. Hello and goodbye. Maui! Okay, okay so is this a fresh... Is this, is this a fourth Bankstown Dribbler? There is only one. Bankstown Dribbler. Forget the rest. You know who it is. His name's Maui. Hello and goodbye. Maui? Maui. Maui? Maui. Is that a shout-out, Maui? I mean, okay. I don't know. that. That's a scary-sounding dude, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maui sounded like the real deal to he me. He actually... Didn't have to name any Bankstown. No, places. no, no. He's just like, you want to fucking take Mo on? Yeah, yeah. Giddy up. Good Lord, brah. That was uh, that was intimidating. I loved it. Yeah. Uh, what's up, boys? Me again. B-Dribs. Dribble baby. Baby dribble. Uh, back for the double dribble. Um, my bad was a rude for me to shout up uh, the dribblets. Uh, not really my problem. 
anyways, just wanted to say loved your check on the mana um, the other day. Or mana, as I like to say. Uh, could really feel the moody or uh, the vibe and spirit, as you call it. Uh, wondering if you could send some of that to my boys at the Warriors uh, at the next tank order delivery and just make sure that your Dave doesn't stuff it up. Uh, no offence, Dave. Um, get the tracking number, eh? We want the boys to get some of that uh, Tom and Eddie type mana, not the rock on Instagram type. Um, reach out to Wayne if you need any help with that. Um, I'll sort you up. Anyway, boys, cheers, and uh, thanks for everything. Uh Moana tequilas with Dwayne soon. Cheers. Dude, it sounds so sick when The Rock's fucking tequila is pronounced with an actual accent. Yeah, says, yeah, yeah. Terimona like, tequila. Yeah, yeah it's sick. Like, I, I butchered it the way I And how they it. say mana yeah. as well. I, it's just like mana for mana. me, you know. But mana... But yeah, we're trying to send as much mana to the the warriors as possible. Yeah. We've been doing it week in. Week We've been out. sending all the mana their way. But I will promise you this, brah, we won't be stopping. No, absolutely not. We believe in them. We believe in what they're doing for the game. That's why we want to get Benji over there quick, yeah. smart. Yeah. Because I see him as a, as a helper. Yes. At this point, Tom, yeah. get them through this season. Hey boys, um, hello to the punters and rebels too. It's Chica here, uh, captain of Thick Ropes Eleven. Eddie. Um, once again, this calls mainly for Tom, but again, maybe if you've since grown out of your boyhood uncoordination that you had with all ball sports, this could be for you too. Um, this is a message to all the punters and dribblers out there. I have a small problem as the captain of the Thick Ropes 11 in that our season is starting up again on the 11th of July and um, nobody in the team has showed real any enthusiasm for it. I've put the call out to the boys and, um, yeah, haven't really got much back. Not a single bite, really. I guess everyone's moved on um, to their new hobbies and the fact that, you know, it might be winter. Who knows what it is? But that doesn't detract from the fact that, you know, we have six games this July and August. And as the captain of the team, it is my responsibility to fill these jerseys each week. So I'm going to put the call out to the P's and D's. If you are based in Sydney and have a keen enthusiasm for cricket, please upload some video of you bowling or batting to the Punters and Dribblers Facebook group along with a few words about why you'd like to be a part of this unique and exclusive cricketing experience. You don't need to have much experience. You don't need to be a superstar, um, as evident by our 4% win rate. <laughs> I'm not looking for the next Bradman or even the next Rob Quiney. I'm just looking for people who haven't given up on God's winter game. But one thing, though, you do need to be a normal cunt. That's very important. I've, I've, I've listened to this program a lot, and a lot of you bastards who call in here aren't right in the head. You're, there is fucking heaps of you, and... There's not one of you that sounds right. I've seen what you write in that group too. But anyway, back to what I was saying. If you if you want to play for the Thick Ropes 11, upload some video. Anyway, um, I hope, uh, hope this message brings a few jerseys. If not, you know, I guess I'll be playing the fucking smart peddlers on my own um, in July. So, yeah, cheers. Look forward to hearing from you. Skip. Skip. He's calling a time of need, Tom. Well, Skip knows I'm in. I said I'm in. I mean, they need me. That's the whole reason we've moved it to Saturdays because they couldn't deal without, you know, their 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 one true bankable run scorer. So what's happened? Everyone playing golf now? 
Well, I don't know. I think there's a lot of that going on. A lot of golf rhetoric, uh, which obviously came into play. Uh, there's now the Sticky Strokes, which is the golf club that that has been started whilst cricket was down. Um, but I'm I'm here, Skip. I'm ready. I'll certainly be vetoing and vetting any fucking dribblers that come and join the club because I, I think it's a great idea though. If if, if you if you're the mate of the right stuff, but you'll have to show that in the video. Yeah. So it's not just you batting and bowling. It's a bit of a video diary about yeah, why. Yeah, you need to like talk to the camera. You need as to well. talk to camera. This is me. This is what I like to do. I'm, you know, I'm not a half wit. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not a fuckwit either. No. Like you can hang around with me for six hours on a Saturday, yeah. and you can have a schooner. You, it, it's a, it's a video submission. That's it. Like you're gonna probably meet our fucking closest friends and family as well. You know, we don't necessarily want you there if you're a. You're a spoon. Yeah. No spoons. No spoons. Spoons need not apply. Yeah. But I feel sorry for Skip. He's hurting there. He's hurting. Double dribble to finish. What has been? Hey, guys. Uh, hey, punchers and dribblers. Uh, it's the first time calling. It's me, Scooter, from the wider Hunter region. Uh, you might remember me. Um, I'm famous for the sleep dribbler calling me an absolute cum sponge. <laughs> anyway, I don't know what that guy's problem is. I mean, having a six-pack of cranberry juices at Mac Horton's dress-up party sounds like a hell of a time to me. <laughs> Gosh, I, I hate that sleep dribbler. He's such a bully. Um, anyway, before I ask my question, can all the P's and D's stop picking on my brother Kendrick? God, I mean, can you guys scout three beers in a night? Do you guys work as the JBL warranty specialist? Do you guys have the world's high score for Crash Bandicoot and packing three inches Is on the flop? So there. Anyway, Tom and Eddie, I, I see the Newcastle Knights are playing the Seagulls this weekend. I want to get the thoughts on this weekend. Game, because oh, you know what? Oh, I think terrible. the Knights will beat the Seagulls. I do. <laughs> anyway, Scooter Rules, up your sleep dribbler. <laughs> oh, I can't tell if that's sleep dribbler or if that's someone trying to take on sleep dribbler. Oh my god. But that it, was terrifying. This is a double dribble. They'll play that in court once he's killed people. <laughs> this is a double dribble. We might get some insight. My early thinking is that that's Sleep Dribbler impersonating someone he paid out. Or it's like, is this Sleep Dribbler's like split personality? Oh, this is his arch nemesis. Yeah. It's one or the other. This could be his arch nemesis. This could be his arch nemesis. Fuck. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Hey guys, it's me, Scooter again. Uh, given it's my first time dribbling, I thought I'd do a double dribble and go the night. God, these cranberry juices have gone straight to my head. Uh, anyway, as I was saying, uh, nights for seagulls, what do you think? No sleep dribbling, no sleep dribbling. What the fuck did I say? It's Luke comes one, bring your head over here. No sleep dribbling, no. What the fuck? Stand there and think about what you've done, you absolute ring stinging genuine punishment. <laughs> oh my god! Sleep dribbler's got double personalities. Dude! Oh. That was. Oh my god! Oh my god, dude! Oh! oh. 
That Holy was... shit. He just keeps rewriting the record books, bro. <laughs> He's the best. He's the best. He's the best. Oh, it's, it's He's, over. It's over. It's over. It's over. Oh, my. Sleep Dribbler is haunting. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, bro. I'm glad we listened to that. I'm so glad we listened to that. What a way to finish. That was fucked. Oh, scooter into... <laughs> Sleep Dribbler. Sleep Dribbler killed Scooter. Listen, we aren't sure whether that was actually Scooter calling and then Sleep Dribbler's found and killed him. I th- No, it's he's got his split personalities. Scooter is one of is his... Sleep Dribbler. Sleep yeah, Dribbler is, is Scooter. Scooter. Yeah, they're one in the same. That was... That was terrifying. That was actually terrifying. But I loved it. He's no, king. No, it's fantastic. He's the king. You can't help it. It's, it's undisputed. Sleep, it's undisputed. The Sleep Dribbler... He reigns supreme. No one else... Constantly, he hasn't no. missed. That he was... has never missed. He's never missed. He ran supreme. Like obviously, KD, the the once king. Like you can, you can, you can regain the throne. Anyone can regain the throne. But, but you've you vacated it because you didn't you didn't come to the fight. You stayed enough. quiet, bro. Yeah. And then the dribbler, the sleep dribbler, came and delivered bro, the knockout. That was fucking terrifying. Oh my god. Oh. I'm glad that's over, that one. Because that was like the whole time Scooter was talking, I was like, already wigged out. And then when Sleep Dribble actually came back in, I was genuinely freaked out. Mate, that has got me genuinely pumped up. Yeah. Like, I'm shaking. Yeah. Well, I think we need to wrap it up there because we need to get the fuck out of here. It's been a long one. At uh, Hellersport Podcast and Instagram. Once again, thank you to baggycaps.com.au where all baggy caps are made. Um like, subscribe, five stars. Hell of a show. Hell of a show. Reach out, Kelly Slater. See you next week. Bye-bye. Be soon. Could you two just not talk anymore? <laughs> <laughs>